0: How's it going on this great Wednesday afternoon? My name is Hayden Joyner, and this is Off the Bench, your top sports talk show here on XLR, Land University Radio. I am with co-hosts Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. As always, guys, how are we doing?
1: What's popping, man?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing dandy. I'm doing fantastic. We just uh, wrapped up the Super Bowl, wrapped up the NFL season this past weekend, and, you know, it's it's officially the offseason for NFL. It's officially the offseason for college football, and we're, we're in our offseason stage of the show, so... Congrats, guys! We made it—you know, another, yet another season, all the way through. Yeah, four down, man. That's uh, it's pretty wild. <laughs> pretty wild. Uh, Liam takes home game picks in the NFL. If you weren't keeping track of that, oh, I defeated Chris, in uh, for second place, sneaking out the Super Bowl victory since I was I was the lone co-host to predict the Chiefs winning. So I'll give myself a pat on the back there. And, you know, we got this whole show to review the Super Bowl and a 38-35 victory by the Chiefs of Kansas City over the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'll tell you guys this. I mean, besides that last, the last kind of penalty that kind of put a sour ending on the Super Bowl, this was, in my opinion, going down as top two, I'd say, best Super Bowls, top three that I've seen in my lifetime. Would y'all beg to agree or beg to differ?
1: I definitely agree with you. I mean, yeah, the, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth at the end. It's like you know, you had a great like three course meal and then you got your dessert and it was kind of trash. But other than that, I mean, you know, I enjoyed the rest of it for sure. And I think from a performance standpoint, it's one of the best, if not the best I've seen.
2: I, I mean, I think it was a great game, but I wouldn't put it up there for best Super Bowls just for me, just because it was like, I enjoyed watching it, but it wasn't like Mm -hmm. super thrilling to the point where I'm like, Oh, nice. You know, awesome. I, uh, you know, I really enjoyed. This is one of the best games I've ever seen. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe it was because I didn't really have any any hats in the race. I guess is that is that what you said? Yeah, horses, horses in the race. the race. Sorry, I don't know where I got hats from.
1: Hats um, in the ring. There
2: we yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you horses in the race uh, for either side. Uh, I did have a small little bet on Philly, that didn't go my way. Uh, but outside of that, I mean. Mahomes didn't have a great stat line, you know. path. he didn't throw for a lot of yards. I know he was on one leg. Hurts uh, actually looked good, but the defenses for both sides really didn't play that well, in my opinion. I mean, there was some big that, that, hits. That by surprised the Chiefs, me, honestly. That was neither defense looked stellar, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, Lane, how would you feel?
1: Uh, I mean, like I said, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I think I I'm a very offensive minded guy, so this game to me was you know appealing. Uh, just to see, you know, how teams would switch things up and, you know, what they would do in certain situations. And, I mean, you know, we like we said last week, you know, Nick Sirianni, he didn't have to do anything crazy to put points up on the board. And then when it came to crunch time, we saw Andy Reid have a couple of, you know, cheeky little plays towards the red zone. And uh, there was kind of one tricky play at the beginning of the game that, you know, got people riled up, and I thought it was really good all the way around. I mean, I haven't been, like, a diehard NFL fan by any means ever, but, you know, the only other game that I can remember watching and being like, dang, this is, you know, this is something was, was the comeback by Brady against the Falcons, and that's just because that was a spectacle in it of itself, you know, not uh, besides the Super Bowl. So I thought it was a great game. Um, I, I wish we could – have more like that
0: but not to, the case. like to me the Pats Eagles Super Bowl that we had a couple of years ago is better than this one. Well that's that's the one when I said at the beginning like mm-hmm. top 3 for me I'd say the Pats Eagles one was that's that's up there too I mean that was what like 40 47 to 30 something like that was a high scoring game that I think was... I think the most yards of any Super Bowl ever the highest scoring Super Bowl ever if not if this one didn't beat it out. I mean that was one of the most insane games the Falcons Patriots of recent years in 26 2017 whenever that came out. And then this one those are my top Three. And See, I mean, like, it's th- is the Falcons
2: Patriots. Like, is that one looked at as a good game? Because it was I, like I think, I mean, one half is like really solid ball by one side, but terrible ball by the other. And then the other half is really solid ball by one side, but terrible by the other. Well, so is it really yeah. like that good I of a game? It, you got a good I point think there. it's
1: good game planning by yeah. the Patriots coming out in the second half because the Falcons were like, oh, right. yeah, we're on cruise control. And that's never the case, especially when you're going up against guys like Tom Brady. And I think that's what made it the spectacle that it was. Right, but I but
2: I get that. I'll I g- think I'll that g- the ending was great and all, yeah. and like wh- like the overall story is cool. But like the game itself, to me, wasn't
0: like oh, this is a great game. Well, I'll give you a, yeah, I'll give you that point that it was kind yeah. of in history. That's not what people sides. are gonna like remember though.
1: They're gonna be people like, are gonna remember like oh, biggest dang. comeback yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but the people yeah. who
0: actually sat there and watched it were like, dude, this sucked. Yeah, it was misery for a fan base that's, for one half. Day. Yeah, like that was
1: it. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of you know. Fans, well, I, I won't even call them fans, just people that watch Super Bowls because it's the Super Bowl, you know. They're yeah. not, like, diehard football fans. So they don't know any better. So, I mean, you know, there's kind of different consensuses uh, across different groups of fans.
2: Like, to me, personally, I think last year's was a really good Super Bowl. But it would have, I mean, to me it would have been, been better had the, the the Bengals have won, Yeah, of course. I think that would have made it yeah. a really, really,
0: really great Super Bowl. But I,
2: I really enjoyed last year's Super Bowl.
0: I feel like was last Washington year's, I watched... Um, go toe-to-toe. Leading up to the Super Bowl this past weekend, I watched a replay of the rams Bengals game, and I didn't realize that it it was it came down to the wire like it did. Yeah, it I don't know if I just blocked game. a lot of it. I mean, it was like a three-point game. The Rams scored with less than two minutes left to take the lead. There was, there was a controversial call, I think a holding call on, on uh, one of the Bengals linebackers on that play, and... You know that had some controversy, and they score, and then you know the Bengals had their little drive where Joe Burrow eventually got sacked by it was Aaron Donald I think to to end the game.
2: Well, he was getting in the process, and of, the getting process of getting sacked, and he sacked, threw it
0: up, and Samaj I think it was Samaji P Ryan. Piron yeah, didn't
2: even dive for. it. Like the ball lands a foot and a half, two feet. In oh front yeah, of him, I remember. And he doesn't even dive for. If it. Yeah. I
0: remember correctly, I think that was like a um, an optical illusion. Like it looked close on the broadcast, but from Dude. like the the end zone cam, it was really like like e- three even yards if, away.
2: Hayden, it's ten yards from you. With the Super Bowl in line, you die for that. I mean, you have to. You have to at least attempt for it. Yeah, do something. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It's just to me, NFL doesn't have the effect that college football does. and never will.
0: I mean, I agree. The atmospheres in college football. I mean, we've said this a billion times. It's unbeatable. I mean, Penn State wideout game. Even the Super Bowl atmosphere doesn't, doesn't beat that at all. So,
2: and I will say this. I I, I might be in the minority here on this, but mm-hmm. I. I have never watched a halftime show where I was like, you know what? I'm glad they had this halftime show. Like
1: I mean, <laughs> the I Katy Perry one back as a youngin', you, you know, it, was a little bit different. The that, shark that ma- one, the shark yeah. made me laugh. The, 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 so the Katy Perry
0: one has not been beating. beating yeah, yet. no. And then my, the fire opinion, I thought the
2: firework thing was kind of sick when I'll, that happened. Okay, I'll give you that. Katy Perry was was good, but I will say, like I said, the shark yeah. made me laugh. And that was fun, to, funny to watch.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, I'm a big Coldplay guy, so I liked the one where Coldplay, like Coldplay came play. out. But,
2: but I just like every time they do it, it's like eh,
0: you know. Yeah, it's underwhelming. That's what I said about the Rihanna one this year. It's like, the, I mean, if you think you you watch that show, the biggest thing anybody's talking about is how she's pregnant, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. not about the show. You know, it's I just I thought it you know, was kind of kind of
1: underwhelming. Well, people bit. were like, yeah, no, that wasn't a good show, and then she, you know, like dots get connected and people are like oh she's pregnant oh that's a great show then like i don't know it's kind of some reverse psychology going on there which i'm not a big rihanna fan in the first place so it doesn't really mean anything big, to me
0: big brain marketing moves by her team sure dude i'd say so
1: i mean she got she did it for free which yeah. i thought was interesting which is a well doesn't every move. Yeah, our, yeah dude,
2: marketing everything. guys to a professor said that everybody does yeah it everyone free. does it for, free, for free they never pay
0: for the halftime show
2: really yeah
0: Yeah, you don't get a paycheck for it because it's like the NFL invites them to do it. Yeah. It's like a. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean,
1: that is an honor, but I mean, she's got so much marketing from her makeup brand and, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So it's whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, jumping into Super Bowl 57, like I said, Chiefs come out on top 38 to 35 over the Eagles. We, I mean, I feel like a lot of our talk last week was about which defense could show up. Could the Eagles, you know, obliterate Patrick Mahomes and with their pass rush, you know, the four-plus guys that had, um, you know, double-digit sacks this season. And the Eagles were touted as one of the best defenses all year. And the Chiefs weren't that shabby either. They just had – you know, they shut down Joe Burrow a little bit in the game leading up to in the AFC Championship game. And a lot of the talk was just how well these defenses could play against each other. And, you know, shock and awe to everybody, the offenses come out and they both put up 35-plus points. And the Philadelphia Eagles had no sacks the entire game. I can't – there was only, what, one turnover, I believe – the entire game, which was yeah, the, the, fumble. the fumble by Jalen Hurts, which wasn't even a defense of the defense really didn't cause that, unless you want to say yeah. the, you know, Jalen Hurts got spooked by the blitzing defender. So the defenses didn't show up. And, you know, that just kind of, sh- I don't know if that just shows, you know, the state of the NFL is nowadays. Like, you can have a good defense, but in the big moments, it's your offense is going to win you games. And yeah, I know that old saying, like, defense wins you championships, but we haven't seen a defense win a championship, I'd really say, since like, I mean, maybe last year, but really since. 100% know, last year. Last year, yeah, falls mm-hmm. in that category. But before that, I mean, I'm thinking, like, what, Von Miller and the Denver? Well, that, Denver the, s- the Seahawks. Seahawks uh, over Patriots. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, we're looking back now, you know, eight years. Yeah. So You mean Patriots over Seahawks? Yeah. Patriots over Seahawks, yeah. yeah. Malcolm Butler in yeah. Super
2: Bowl. I mean, it's just so weird. Like, Philly had a really good defense. But, I mean, we can just look back at the San Fran guys who came out and said anything before the game started were 100% right. Like, the weakness that we saw on um, – Philly, for me, was completely secondary. Mm. Like, they were... Like, Kansas City was doing easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't seem like it was that difficult, especially on the goal line. Like, you saw those two wide-open touchdowns. Yeah. Like,
1: those those touchdowns were scored before the play was snapped.
2: Yeah, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, who? how are you watching a guy in motion and not following him at least, or having eyes on him, or somebody being out there.
1: Yeah, well, they, they started out mm-hmm. wide, came yeah. back in, and then the ball would get snapped, and they go back out real quick, and yeah, they the eyes are just on the ball being snapped. Well, you the know. way
0: they – I mean, I'll credit that play specifically to Andy Reid because they, they planned they, – they knew that play was going to come to them at some point in the game, mm-hmm. and the way the Eagles –
1: well, they did it twice, though. Yeah, they, they were able tw- to get it well, twice. That's
0: on Sirianni and the defensive coordinator for not adjusting. The way Andy Reid set this play up was they knew that Eagles pressed a lot. They did a lot of press coverage in man. And they ran it, I think, like one or two times prior to them running it in the red zone and towards to get a touchdown. And they'd have Juju or Tony or whoever it was start wide on the left or start wide on the right, and they would just jet all the way across, a huge sweep, and then they'd snap it. And From what I saw it it's a man. One since, oh, since man coverage that cornerback that was on tony has to run all the way back across the field behind the linebackers they never passed it off because it was like direct man coverage and so once they got in the goal line they would run that same look again and so when i would say the curious tony touchdown when he's on the right side and, and shoots towards the left back towards linus back towards you know the the center uh, the cornerback i can't remember who it was bradbury carter johnson whoever he would be like, "Oh crap, we got. I got to get all the way around. I got to get around mm-hmm. the linebackers, get around the safety to get to the other side." And so he overshot, and then you know Tony just puts his foot in the ground. They hike it, and then he's just wide open in the flat, like ten yards of separation. Yeah, and they did that, and then I think the other touchdown that was on the other side of the field, it was the exact same concept, just flipped. And yep. The Eagles and the defense just didn't recognize it and didn't realize that they were doing the exact same thing, and. That's part. I mean, part on Andy Reid, good for him drawing up that play, recognizing that defensive coverage that could work for it, and then that's part, you know, bad on the on the Eagles' defense for not adjusting to that.
1: I thought it was brilliant. Those were my two favorite plays, like called wise of the game. I mean, and mm-hmm. then he comes out uh, in the post game conference and says, you know, the code word for those plays were corn dog. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was corn Freaking give me like you know fifty cent corn dogs from Sonic all day on those things. My
2: question is. What did they do to Mahomes' leg to make him feel a little bit better?
0: <clears laughs>
1: freaking morphine or something? They put something in, I don't know. in Buddy to it's, make him feel better. It had to have been the same
0: better. shots that took out Tyrod Taylor a few years ago. Just shot him right in the lung. Yeah. Shot him right up in the knee and uh, her ankle, wherever it was. Yeah, because he was out there. He had like stuff.
2: a 30 yard run at the end there that uh, he escaped and didn't seem to be too bothered by it. So
1: Well, it was that and like. I saw something on Instagram today, which, of course, it's just social media, but, like, you know, what did they give the Chiefs defense to hit that hard? I know. That was
2: They're
0: like They're saying that they should get drug tested. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Their they 30s. should get
1: drug tested. I mean, they were, like – They like, were
0: hitting as hard as I've ever seen. Yeah, this a, was, like, some slamming. running
1: with the bulls sort of stuff. I mean, that's, like, getting hit by Derrick Henry. Yeah, but. I'm sure,
0: Liam, you've seen the – the instagram and tiktok edits of like NBA young boy in the background of them just absolutely slamming all the eagles running backs <laughs> yeah and ridiculous stuff.
2: Well, Philly played like good ball in the first half outside of Jalen Hurts is whatever that yeah. was. I mean that that's they the really one thing did. I will say like if he doesn't do that then of course, you know, they most likely win that game. But he played a phenomenal game outside of that so you can't, can't really yeah. knock him too hard for that. Um but I don't know. I was to be honest with you, I was more impressed by Jalen Hurts than I was Patrick Mahomes. One hundred percent. I agree like, too. The it. toughness of hurts. I think his ball placement was a lot better yeah, too. Yeah, he was he was th- outside of the final pass that he threw. Yeah, he played. He threw well, the ball dude, really well. Yeah, he tried to hug right. it seventy yards. Yeah, no, so. I, I mean I don't blame him for that. No, I I that was never gonna work. Every ball that I saw was was really well placed. He looked comfortable. He yeah. looked calm. And the toughness, man. The, he was running QB sneaks all night,
1: all night, and all night. getting three yards yeah. when he needed a yard, which and is impressive.
2: He plowed through him with well, that two point conversion, mm-hmm. the run. Yeah, that was that
1: was yeah. something. Had f- like three or four guys on him, yeah. and was like, you know, I'm taking this. Exactly, yeah, that so. was very impressive. And I mean, you know, <clears throat> aside from that that fumble that he had, I mean, there was like two or three incompletions, well, that were completions. But you know, barely out of bounds or barely you know not fully possessed with Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard and Devonte Smith on you know three different plays. I mean, and that would have been accumulated probably another fifty yards right there. Yeah. I mean, and I thought this is this is a stretch, but I thought Dallas Goddard played a better game
2: oh my gosh, than Travis yeah. Kelsey. Oh, Dallas Goddard was he wasn't dropping anything. No, he was making insane. No, if catches.
1: he catches those two balls and stays in bounds, I mean, I the Eagles win. You know, more than likely. I would say, and I don't know, they were they were talking about it on the thing, and like we said, the Eagles had a great first half, and they did, but, you know, Kansas City came back from down double digits in the fourth quarter, of their last Super Bowl yeah. win as well, so, you know, it was a position you don't want to have to be in, but if you do get in it, you, they know how to dig their way out, and that's what eventually happened.
0: But, yeah, I think people, I mean, a ton of the talk is how, impressive Jalen Hurts was in this game. I think a ton of people just are noting him more than Patrick Mahomes because we've seen what Mahomes can do in these moments, what he's done in these moments before. And granted the way he played this game with the um with the ankle injury, you know, the thirty yard run, the scramble to set him up into field goal range on that final drive will stick in my head forever in like great Super Bowl moments. But for Jalen Hurts, I mean three hundred and seventy total yards, seventy rushing yards, I think he added three touchdowns, which was a NFL quarterback or a Super Bowl quarterback record. Just a huge you know, a huge, huge credit to him for how he played in this game. I mean, in my mind, the most memorable play I have of him th- this game was the Dallas Goddard touch on the right side, catch on the right side, over top the cornerback in mm-hmm. front of the cover two safety. And then also I think it was it was the final play of their drive where they had to punt and then Kadarius Tonio um, about ran it back where he got flushed out to his left from a blitzing quarterback and he ran all the way to the sidelines across his body, through about 30 yards downfield and just barely missed. Uh, I think it was Devontae Smith on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like that was in, an insanely impressive throw for Jalen Hurts. And for a guy that, you know, came out of college as, you know, kind of a dynamic running back, throw, running, running quarterback and a throwing quarterback. The fact that just in, you know, his early, early steps in the NFL has already made a Super Bowl and can make these kind of throws in the big moments and, you know just about hit him so
1: his attitude afterwards was really good he was like we either win or we learned and tonight we learned and I mean you know that says a lot about how Nick Sirianni has kind of raised this team and you know got got them to this point I mean yeah they may have had an easy path but you know they had the right mindset for this you know this moment wasn't too big for them they maybe should have been a little more keen coming out of halftime but I mean, they're expecting to be back there within another year or two. They're not, for sure. yeah. I mean, with that sort of attitude, which I really respect out of a young quarterback, and you know, Nick Sirianni is a young coach as well. So good, good on them for, you know, going for that.
2: Yeah, when you look at it, like, look at Jalen Hurts, what he played, and how mm-hmm. the Eagles' offense played, and you know, to me, I'm like, well, the Eagles did everything, for the most part. To win that game, mm-hmm. and then you yeah. look at Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes was on on one leg. I know everyone's going to say that, but you know Mahomes had, like you said, Kadarius Tony almost just about returned a punt for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Was it put, gave them just about as good a field position as you could get. Plus, his defense had a touchdown. You know, you take those two plays away, and that's a completely different game. That's two scores potentially right. completely gone. Yeah, you know. So, you know, looking at that, I'm like, well, the Eagles, you know, offensively played the perfect game that I would ask of them out, you know, instead of that one fumble. And it's just, it's crazy, you know, because I feel like I watched Jalen Hurts play and the guy just straight balled, you know, and I felt like he was the de- more deserving quarterback to win that game. Definitely, But you know, life isn't always, you know, fair and what you think it should be. Yeah. So it, it's tough. It's kind of, it's like, we're watching Brady all over again. You know, everything kind of uh-huh. goes, goes everything right for Brady. There, and they, way, they, yeah. they win the game. And yeah. there's not much you can do. I mean, there's guys who are just going to go out there and they're going to win and they're winners and that it, things are just going yeah. to happen for them to win. Yeah. And I'm not going to discredit anything that they've done. But, you know, Mahomes is a winner and you got to give them credit for
0: that. I, I mean, it's not even like, you know, you could give the Eagles crap for, you know, blowing a 10-point lead and, and and losing this game on a comeback. You know, they led 24-14 to 14 at the half. But, I mean, they didn't do anything that was indicative of, you know, a comeback. It's not like the Falcons game where they punted a lot in the second half. They didn't make any turnovers in the second half. They didn't screw anything up. It's just that in the third and fourth quarter, Mahomes, after he got his injection of Michael's secret stuff or whatever (laughs) it was, I mean, it was was four straight drives of score. It was touchdown, 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 field goal, which they would have scored a touchdown anyway. They were just trying to burn some clock at the end there. Yeah. I mean, for the Eagles – you respond to the first touchdown by getting a you driving down the field. You get a you get a field goal after a 17 play drive and almost an eight minute yard, eight minute drive. You have that quick three and out, which ended up losing them the game, which was the play I was talking about earlier where Jalen Hurts got flushed out and rolled, and they didn't have as many successful options there. And then Chiefs score a touchdown to take the lead 35-27. Jalen Hurts leads them right back down the field on a nine play drive in four minutes to tie it up with the two point conversion. And then you know the defense lets you down by allowing that 12 play drive at the end where you know. Oh, yeah. Chiefs were just burning clock. Yeah, it would have been a touchdown if Jerick McKinnon hadn't just, you know, fallen and they had wasted some clock and you got the penalty at the end, which we can get to later. But I mean, it's it's not like the Eagles, you know, screwed the pooch on this one. They I mean, you got a field goal and a punt in the second half, which, you know, ah, you know, you want to keep up with touchdowns. But the the Chiefs just played an absolute perfect game in the second half after they fell down in the first quarter. Yeah. In you know, the first half. And it was just just
2: insane. Philly defense got to step up in those moments, and they didn't. You yeah, know? no. To me, that's what I look at. I look at 100% the defense for this loss. And, you know,
0: they needed to step up, and they just didn't do their job. Well, well, what do we think of the the James Bradbury play at the end? Obviously, the one of the bigger talking points of the game. I know that the turf was also a big talking point after the match as well. But James Bradbury holding call on Juju Smith-Schuster, the drama that – I don't know if y'all saw the tweets that Juju was posting out, that then AJ Brown replied to. Yeah, that
2: was such cap. Did y'all see what Bradbury said? What? Did, no, Mm-mm. he tweeted it and then deleted it shortly after. But he, he tweeted at Eli Apple. He goes, "I see why you do what you do." Now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> dudes get dudes catching stray bullets. Yeah. Flame. like he's not even a part of this. La yeah. Flame. Yeah.
1: I thought it was softer and charming. Really, I mean, if you're gonna call anything like that during the game, you know, make it a precedent you know, across the game, and they certainly didn't do that. And, you know, it's either one side or the other. It's like, I mean, I watch a bunch of soccer, and, you know, a ref comes out in the first five minutes determining, you know, how he's going to officiate a game. Mm -hmm. That's across, you know, 90 continuous minutes. So if people start doing these cheeky little bullcrap fouls, he's going to call every single one of them and start handing out yellow cards like he's Oprah. You know, they weren't throwing yellow laundry out on the field like it was Oprah all night. I mean, It was like, you know, in between 30 and 40 yards on like maybe five or six penalties up until that point. Mm -hmm. And just to give it kind of that soft. And, you know, I really, I personally didn't see him clutch Jersey. So I wouldn't necessarily call it a hold. I think he kind of like just kind of pinned his arm against him a little bit, and it's has,
0: like he like went for it, and yeah, it was like, I know he, well he like, exactly, he's, he's still, and he, he still did. Yeah, like
1: a, yeah but it was the ball was uncatchable. He just used a little bit of leverage. It, it had bull crap. I, it's yeah, just I hate seeing this continuation of these plays like ruining, not necessarily ruining the outcomes of games. But, like, if you're a fan from that
2: fan base, you have a sour taste in your mouth for the rest of your life. Well, when you watch these games, you kind of start to see the pattern a little bit. Uh-huh. And, you know, you watch the last, let's say, three games now. Philly, I mean, Kansas City won their last three playoff games by one score, correct? Mm-hmm. correct. One score, within a score within. And every time at the end of those games, you see the pattern. It's like... I know the game's probably not fixed from the start but it gets to a position to where I'm starting to think okay when did the, someone cut into their uh, uh, yeah once someone say, turn on the switch okay dude yeah. I'm, lo- I'm losing money yeah, but do let's,
0: something let's
2: keep it let's remember the plan here let's let the chiefs or somehow find a way for the chiefs to win and mm-hmm. that's you, you watch the, the end penalties against the Cincinnati Bengals that cost them the game. You watch the penalty against the Eagles that cost them the game. And then you watch the same thing that happened at the end of the Jaguar game.
1: And there was more public money on both the Bengals and the Eagles, for sure. Exactly. So. And you're
2: just sitting there wondering to yourself, you know, where is this? Why am I seeing this pattern in you know what made this happen? Like Philly didn't have this. They they went out there and blew out San Francisco, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a close game there. Who else did they play that they blew New, out the New Giants? York, New York. Exactly. It wasn't anything close to where you yeah. could say, "Oh well, Philly just scraped by the refs." Yeah. But when you watch the Chiefs go three straight one possession games that they scraped by by what you could say is the refs, it's it. You know, you're you're sitting here. The s- Bengals game for sure. Yeah, you're sitting here yourself thinking something's wrong. Yeah. And to me, after watching this NFL playoffs something is wrong because there's nothing to declare me to think that that Chiefs team was simply better than everybody else. I don't I don't buy it. Yeah. I 100% don't buy it.
1: I think you got to set the precedent early and often if you're going to do that sort of stuff and there was no <laughs> early and there was no often. Yeah. It was late and one time and just oh it just I, it just rubs me the wrong way, man.
0: That's what most fans, I think from what I've heard after the fact of this game, that's what they're mainly mad about. Is I that. would say they're, na- not ma- they're not mad at the call. They're yeah. mad at, hey, why are you calling this now when this exact play, like this exact move by the cornerback has probably been done 40 times this game right. and it hasn't been a penalty that time. Either call it immediately and call it every single time it happens, which might make some fans mad of like refs over refing, but at least like... At the, least there's at least a consistency the players, to yeah, it. At least the players know, okay, yeah. let's maybe not do that because yeah. they've been calling it all game. But you don't put that precedent in place, and James Bradbury does what he's been doing probably all game. I'm, I don't know if there's been any tape look back, but I I could assume he's put a hand on Juju Smith-Schuster at least oh, once. Oh, for game. sure. And so he's like, okay, biggest moment of the game here, third and eight or whatever it was. I'll do the same thing I've been doing, which has been fine, and it's, and it's a uh, and penalty. Well, and, I, f- I
2: feel like there's holding just about every play. I feel for like sure. you're, you're going to see a flag no, every yeah, play. Yeah. You and could. These refs are like, all right, we're going to let it slide, let it slide, let it slide. Our moment's going to come. Boom, there it is. Boom, you throw it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, it's just, it happens every play. There's no play, or probably few and far between, yeah. that there's not a penalty. You just uh, have to, just just so to lose too much the going reins. on. There's too much going on. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would say
1: like 99% of people were like happy with the game, except for that. And, you know, yeah. the 1% are like, yeah, no, it was the right call. And like for Bradbury to be one of those people that said, yeah, it was the right call. How much are you paying the guy? Yeah. I mean, can I get a can I get a slice of that that money you're getting, pal? I mean, I just want to pay for groceries for the rest of college. I would have
2: fought that till the day I died. Yeah, I mean, I mean no he's just, he's
1: getting him. he's getting zeros and zeros and zeros. Yeah. It's just I I don't understand that. Just what's going on? I mean, yeah. if, I'll
0: applaud him for you know taking the high road because I mean he has every, he had every right to you know complain and complain.
1: Man, he let down you know. freaking his whole team and you know millions of fans if that's the case. But I mean millions of fans and half the team don't think that that's the right call. So I just I in my mind I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, somebody put a gun to that dude's head
0: after the
2: game yeah. when he was on Twitter and said, "Go ahead and if, say if this." If I had
0: to guess, he saw all the the amount of absolute scrutiny and flaming that the San Francisco 49ers got after the Eagles game of them just complaining and complaining and making excuses that he was like, you know, I don't want a slice of that pie. I'm just going to, oh, yeah, it was the right call. You know, I should have done better. Or, you know, that one play doesn't influence the whole game, blah, blah, blah. And he moved on with his life. And I'll applaud him for that. Yeah, but know? look what it got him. I mean, Juju's
2: out here clowning him on Twitter yeah, the, Juju. the next day.
0: But A.J. Brown's got his back, and he's calling Juju Shoot, TikTok man, If and, and
2: you're going to sit here and let Juju do that, just come on. You ain't. I would have fought that till the end, end of time. I'm telling you, there's no. I'd rather be. I'd rather go down like Eli Apple than James Bradbury. I Ain't no why. Hundred percent.
1: I mean, well, maybe. I'll but,
2: take. I'll take the high road. Personally, yeah. But. I don't oh my, know. Is it a high road to sit there and say, Oh, yeah, you know, I help. He's Cost just us like. The I'm just gonna play I'm game
0: avoid the the sore loser. I don't
1: like, know. He's getting. He's and just getting paid. Are you needed.
2: a sore loser? Or are you just passionate about the game? You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like. If you know that it shouldn't have been called, you know that you've, you've you're sitting there playing the whole game and seeing everything going on. Yeah, and you're going to tell me that's going to get called in the most important play of the game, which that's would've...
0: up that's up for Stephen A. Smith and the fans to to rule. <sighs> yeah. Fair. James Bradbury's moving on to the next season, and he'll try to get back.
2: To be honest with you, I think he's kind of trash now after what he said. Like he just seems like weak minded
0: now. Is Eli Apple top five in your books? I don't think he's top five of fa- favorite players because of how he he conducts no, himself. No.
2: Listen, I I think this is how I look at Eli Apple. I think he's better than what people make him out. Of I think him. he is too. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a horrible cornerback because I don't think he's horrible at all. No. I mean, statistically, he's he's very good, and I think his open field tackling is some of the best in the league. That might be top five, but I don't think he's a top five corner. I think he's maybe in the top twenty range, which but, is respectable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll it's give him his credit. Straight. Uh, and if he's gonna talk his talk because he wants to build his publicity, that's all he's doing.
0: So, yeah. I don't know, he certainly has a, uh, a model. Yeah,
2: I want to ask, uh,
1: how can uh, the running backs of the Eagles only have uh, 17 carries in the game, 2.6 yards a rush? What what was going on there Frank first Clark? A, another great Frank question. Clark and yeah.
0: Chris Jones have that dog in them,
1: which I mean, I said something along the lines of that, you know. Uh, you know, last week, but it just it perplexed me that, you know, the one of the best rushing attacks across the board. I mean, you had three guys there that are dependable and that's all you do. I mean, Pacheco had ten rushes for like seventy three yards yep. or something like that. I mean, he had he had plays that, you know, set the Chiefs up for success. And these guys didn't. I just that kind of was interesting to me, which, you know, that's what I was looking forward to. Going into the game, and you know mm-hmm. the outcome of it was
2: not what I expected. Yeah, I thought I went into the game thinking they would 100 percent establish the run. Yeah, and it was like very quickly that they realized that the run wasn't going to happen, so they kind of went to Jalen Hurts' arm, which he obviously impressed with, and did the job. But yeah. yeah, it was it was wild to me to see Philly play a completely different style of football than they've played all season. It was just strange, you know, like with the Chiefs. Really, that's the defense that's going to stop your run game. Yeah, like. That was, what, 16th in the league in stopping the run? Yeah. like And, and that's mid, the one that stopped you? Mid is crap. Yeah, you were running on San Francisco. Yeah. Like, it was nothing. And that's the best defense in the league. And you're going to tell me the Chiefs are going to get in there and stop? Come on, yeah. man. Like, what, what am I watching? Lane Johnson's going to play the game of his life against Nick Bosa, and then you're going to go against the Chiefs? And, and lay a goose egg? Is that what we're seeing? Because that's what we saw. 2.6 yards of carry on 17 carries against the Chiefs is a disgrace. Disgrace. With three running backs. It's not one dude who's just sitting here getting tired. This is three fresh guys. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell,
1: you know, he did the best out of the guys, but it wasn't by much. It was just because he had, like, one, you know, situation there in the red zone. And then, Miles Sanders, you know, top ten running back in the league this year. Nothing. Boston Scott, like, three rushes for eight yards, and I don't know. It's just perplexing because I think all three of those guys have potential, and you know, definitely have their uh their certain situations that they all shine in.
2: And there wasn't a whole lot of shining going on. Someone had uh I saw a bet. Mm. Someone had like one leg left to to win. I think it was a parlay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like the Boston Scott over eight yards rushing, oh. and it, it didn't. <laughs> <hit>. Dang, <laughs> hit. he
0: was three for eight. He hit three for. Eight. I heard somebody
1: <laughs> say that they had like Kenneth Gainwell for. 17 and a half yards or 17 yards. And he got like 19 or something like
0: just yeah. what in the he world? By. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. Steve Magnola, the defense coordinator for the, for the chiefs. He's had history in the past of stopping some pretty good offenses. And the way they kind of filtered this game, I think was that it was what we, we were talking about last week. And it's that the Eagles have live and died by their run game this season. And they've been successful when it, when it hasn't worked, but it's been very, very rare when it hasn't worked. But you know, all we talked about was how is Jalen Hurts going to respond to this game? How is he going to play in this game? Because the run game and, you know, these these running backs that we've talked about, Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders has been, you know, a thousand yard back this season. Boston Scott's a good role player in that system as well. These guys have led this team, and as, and as well with Jalen Hurts' legs, they've led this team, this team's offense, and to their success that they've been this season. And I think what Steve Spagnola and this Chiefs defense aside was, you know, we're not going to let y'all beat us that easy way. We're not going to let you grind the clock out every single possession, waste eight to 10 minutes every single time y'all want to score and, and keeping us off the field. You know, they're going to sell out to stop the run and they're going to be like, Jalen Hurts, you know, you've been great this season, but do you have the arm to beat us in the Super Bowl? And I think that's what the Chiefs kind of put on the line there this game. And I wouldn't say it worked necessarily, but it worked to stop the run. And Jalen Hurts, with his arm trying to, you know, lead this offense in the way they had to do. I mean, like we said, he put up 300 yards, a, t- a touchdown. He had. A great um, completion percentage, 70 yards on the ground, and three touchdowns from there as well. So I think for the Chiefs, they sold out to stop the run a little bit in this game at the expense of the passing game. I mean, heck, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, they both had over 96 total yards. Dallas Gardner, y'all are leading leading too, was catching absolutely everything. He had 16 yards or Mm -hmm. 60 yards as well. You know, they, they they their passing defense wasn't that good, but their rush defense was. And I think that's just because you know they sold out a lot of line black linebackers coming in, a lot of five man fronts and, uh, and stacking the box a little bit there. I'd say that's where the run defense came into play. Whereas for Philadelphia, you know, Isaiah Pacheco was able to gash them, but the passing game for the Chiefs wasn't that great. It's just the greatness of Patrick Mahomes making the plays when he could was uh, was able to to shine through a little bit. I mean, Mahomes only had a hundred. 82 passing yards, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he wasn't that efficient through the air, especially no. compared to other years. But I, I think that's just the difference of the approach from both teams, you know?
1: I mean, they were able to – Kelsey, you know, played relatively quiet. I mean, he had, you know, one super well-done route that, you know, got him a touchdown. And uh, I don't know, just Juju – Juju freaking is a clown. I don't know. I just – I, I can't get behind that guy anymore. I, I once did, was like, "Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you're pretty good at what you do." And now I'm just like, "Man, Jackson Mahomes, and you need to." Uh Always not be anywhere near a football field. I always yep. think
0: of him as TikTok boy, because hearing any player call him TikTok boy is still one of the funniest things. Oh, it's hilarious, it's hilarious. Especially after it's you hilarious. win a
1: Super Bowl and you're still getting clowned. Come on, guy.
0: Yeah, you're gloating with the Valentine's Day meme on Twitter <laughs> after you've already won the Super Bowl. And yeah. The dude, and Bradbury's gotten enough, you know. Yeah, like, aren't you ridicule? supposed to be at
1: Disneyland right now? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, Bradbury's had the ridicule from Chris enough this week, you know. He can, he can go without a little, uh, whatever the Valentine's meme was, like, you know, I'll hold you when no one else can or whatever the heck it, it said, you know. And then A.J. Brown's going to come in and absolutely flame Juju. Yeah, over. that's
2: what you should do. Like, A.J. Brown, props. James Bradbury, come on, man. you got to be better than that. Mm. Yeah. Like, I get you're trying to be, oh, yeah, I, I did it. No, but gosh, I mean, you just got to go down with your ship. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and try and get back to the surface and, and save yourself. Come on, man. Yeah. Go down with everybody.
0: I want to hear from each of y'all. Um, throughout this game. We reviewed it, reviewed it a little bit. Obviously, a ton of factors going into this game with coaching. I mean, two of the best coaching staffs this season, two of the best quarterbacks this season. The offenses were spectacular. And both teams came in with stellar defenses. They just they just didn't show up. But I'll ask each of you. I'll start with uh, with you, Liam. Who would you really say, either in a good, a positive, or a negative way, would, was one of the biggest impact performances this game? Uh,
1: I'm honestly going to go with uh, Kadarius Toney. I mean, he had that. He was relatively quiet, which is what he had been since he'd been on the Chiefs. You know, he'd been a very situational guy. You know, certain plays and whatnot. And you know, he had that that corn dog touchdown, and then that punt return that really set him up well. Yeah. And I mean, I was shocked to hear that there had never been a punt return touchdown in the Super Bowl, and he almost was able to achieve that. And I mean, I just I just like his dynamic of play. I think he's a really fun player to watch and is gonna shine in that system as long as he's there. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I th- I think he's gonna be someone to watch and was you know, I somebody that shined who wasn't, you know, one of the main stars going into that game.
0: I was I was almost I was really thoughtful that he might have like gotten a nod for Super Bowl MVP had he had run that thing back. Oh yeah. Because he, he had would've. he had the touchdown, which which kind of put him on the map of viewers and then literally like Five plays later, after the Eagles three and out, he about ran it back in, and then I think like after the after his long return, the the broadcast had the pop of of like remember to vote for your Super Bowl MVP at this link, and I was like, oh, they're all going to vote Kadarius Tony, yeah, you know, I if he had fun. returned it, I would have seriously considered going on my phone and voting because I was like, I mean, you just you just completely brought the Chiefs back yeah. to play for this game,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I would have given the Super Bowl MVP to Jalen Hurts, the loot. If how do regardless of the Re- regardless. outcome? Regardless, yeah. I, I mean, I think he was I the best was, player on the field that night. I would agree with he that. Was. He was. He was the best player on the field. Only
0: one time has that ever happened. It was yeah. a long time ago, but I, I remember it was
2: a sixteen thirteen Baltimore Colts beat the Cowboys.
0: You're you're telling me I have something no idea.
2: like that, and like Chuck Howley had like a pick or something, won the won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't. know. I mean, won the MVP. Yeah, yeah, but I, lost. S- I still think.
0: The sixteen or the sixteen, the thirteen to three game against uh, the Patriots and the Rams Super Bowl that should have been you know the kicker should have got Gosh or over was on the or the, defense. the Patriots at the time. I mean
2: the entire defense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, most impactful player or key thing. I don't even know. I don't think like anybody in the Chiefs was like, oh, they took over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could give Kelsey his props. He had that touchdown and, <clears throat> and all that, but. I mean, I would just say this: this the defense of Philly is the is the reason that the Chiefs were able to do what they did. But I see what you mean with with Tony and what he Mm -hmm. did. So I probably would say him having the impact. Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah, looking at the Chiefs, I mean, Mahomes had a great game. I don't know if he if it was really Super Bowl MVP. I mean, only 182 yards, a touchdown. I mean, you factor in the hobbled. um, The hobbled ankle and, you know, him getting injured, looking like absolutely in agony on the sidelines and having that kind of mini comeback within their comeback and the big scramble down the stretch. I think he was a deserving Super Bowl MVP. But as for a player that just had, you know, the maximum impact, he he did almost everything he possibly could have for this game. I'll nod that to the Chiefs' uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Seventh-round pick this season out of Rutgers. 830 yards on this season, a couple touchdowns, and he wasn't even a starter week one. He didn't play a lot week one, and then he came on a little bit in the second half of the season, Really popping off like in the in the NFL world and the fantasy world especially he was a he was a big time pickup, and you know in these playoffs he's been semi successful he ran for ninety five yards almost eight yards to carry against the Jaguars and then five five point one yards to carry seventy six yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl and I I, I don't know I just he's had a great story seven round pick you know he's one of these cheap guys one of these cheap running backs that always seem to excel in every Super Bowl we see but. I mean, we, we, were making the, we were making the jokes, but the Chiefs defense being on a perk 30 this whole game and, like, absolutely lighting up the 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 Eagles' pass catchers, every chance they could have gotten. But Pacheco, I mean, he runs like he's trying to dent the ground that he's stepping on, and he just runs with so much power, so much passion, plays like, you know, like this is the last, super, last game he's ever going to play. And, you know, hats off to him. I think he had a great performance, and I'll give him the nod as well for a huge, impactful player.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, he – Certainly had a good performance, and I think he's, you know, one of the real underdog stories of the whole NFL season. So, I mean, yeah. good on him for being able to do that. I saw a stat going back to the, like, winning running backs. There hasn't been yeah. a running back that's been paid more than, like, $2.25 since, like, that's won a Super Bowl in a long time.
0: You hear that, Jerry Jones? You hear that? Yeah, that's why you all getting rid of Pollard before you have to pay him. Yeah, great, yeah. I hope you Which is smart. As long as Zeke takes a pay cut. He but is. He should. I mean that's just that's just a team building thing, but I mean all exceptions come to an end. I mean before the Super Bowl I think it was like any quarterback on their second contract hadn't won a Super Bowl in the last like decade or really? at least getting at least getting paid a certain amount of money cuz obviously Brady. But other than that, I mean Matthew Stafford was wasn't getting a paid a lot last season. Patrick Mahomes hadn't been paid a lot in his first couple Super Bowls cuz he was on his rookie deal, Joe Burrow obviously when he played um yeah but Patrick Mahomes now you know he's the first guy in a long time to take up like 40 percent of his team's salary cap and still lead this team to a Super Bowl and that's just props to how good he is and you know even though it wasn't the best supporting cast around him this season you still had Kelsey you still had Andy Reid and you still had a defense that outperformed um you know their draft stock so it was just kind of a perfect storm for them yeah and you know a great season I'll ask y'all guys we'll start with the with the Chiefs here what do we think going into next year is going to be kind of the talking points of them. Do they have the, do they have the abilities to run it back again? I know going into the offseason in 2022 last season, there's questions about losing Tyreek Hill, and he leaves, and you bring in all these guys on the receiving core that, you know, a lot of B minus, C plus kind of players. Do you think the Chiefs, you know, can build around this performance this season, bring in some new guys next year? Or are they going to kind of kind of play the whole system of relying on, on Andy Reid, Mahomes, and Kelsey, and whoever else they can find?
1: I mean, I think they can do it. It's just – it's going to be hard. The AFC is going to be difficult, you know. I mean, there's plenty of young quarterbacks and, you know, we're seeing, you know, more and more rise up to the occasion. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, you know, was able to do a lot. Mm -hmm. We expect things out of Justin Herbert still. I mean, and, of course, you got Joey B., Josh Allen. I mean, if Tua or whoever – you know, decent plays for the Dolphins. They have enough talent around that squad. So I mean, I think I think it's gonna be difficult for the Chiefs to do it. So I don't know, but I think I do think they'll continue to rely on Andy Reid, Patty, and uh Travis Kelsey for, you know, as long as they're able to play football.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> it's weird. To me it's like uh, you know, the Chiefs are kinda of like Golden State in my 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 mind. You know, they have a really, you know, pretty smart intelligent coach with the you know the core weapons like golden state has uh curry and clay and draymond and kansas city you know they have uh mahomes kelsey and andy reed so you know that's kind of what i'm looking at here and i don't know i feel like they did really well this year and (laughs) it's just it's hard to believe that there's not some sort of you know okay the chiefs script for this year was the super bowl (laughs) and all that but I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, you can't really knock them. You, you know they're, they're going to make it to the AFC Championship game again next year just because of having Kelsey and Mahomes is the di- complete difference maker and Andy Reid. As long as they're, all three of those guys are there, you know they're going to be good. So, I don't know. It's tough. It's kind of like uh, that the stretch with Gronk, Brady, mm-hmm. and Belichick. That's kind of what you're seeing uh, just to a slightly different degree. But I, I expect them to just duplicate s- most for m- mostly – uh, what they did this year to next year?
0: Yeah, I mean those those three, you know, central parts of this team is what's going to lead them continuously. And you know, it's it, I mean, people were picking them last year. We did the same thing where we picked them not even to win the division, not to have too much playoff success. They're going to be a wild card team, and they go out and prove everybody wrong and win the Super Bowl. And you know, they had a lot of things to say on that on that trophy podium about those kind of people, but. Going to this next season, I mean, it's it's hard to say that you can't see them running it back because we've seen them run to the Super Bowl with the, with the best of teams. And then this was, I mean, arguably the worst team of Patrick Mahomes' career, and they still win the Super Bowl with it. Mm-hmm. And it's reminiscent of how, you know, just kind of formidable Brady was, um, especially in his run from like 2000 like 10 to 2016, 18, where it's just every single year they were going, you know, they were 12, 13 win team. And they were just always in the hunt, always the team they had to run through in the AFC to win. And it kind of feels that the Chiefs are, they've become that now. It's, it's. Five straight AFC championships games for them. Mahomes has won, made the Super Bowl three times. He's won it twice now. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's every season for the Chiefs from now on should be, as long as you have Mahomes and you and Travis Kelsey, it should be Super Bowl or bust. And anything less than that's di- disappointment. And I hope, I mean, just for the parody of the NFL, that, you know, players like Joe Burrow, like Justin Herbert, he can get it in, into gear. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can get it into gear to, to be another threat in the AFC and, you know, the rise of a lot of the, you know, the rise of the Dolphins. The Jets are kind of a quarterback away, it seems. The Jaguars, obviously, are are very successful under Doug Peterson. You know, a lot of these young teams the AFC are coming up, and hopefully they can challenge the Chiefs, and there can be a lot of parity on the AFC side, because we already see it on the NFC side. And I think that will just make football, you know, a great overall product every year, you know, because it, it's nice to see dynasty, dynasties occasionally. It's nice to see players having this all-time success like Mahomes has had, but it does get tiring after a while. And if I have to see Mahomes in a Super Bowl again, I might I might lose my mind. Because the only reason I cheered for them this year was because they were against the Eagles. And if it had been, I mean, even if it had been the Niners against Chiefs, I would have been kind of half and half, even though I don't really like the Niners either. But, you know, I I'd rather would have seen... The Bengals in the Super Bowl and, and give Joe Burrow a shot to win it, but yeah, you know, yeah, you
2: just want to see somebody new. Yeah, yeah it's super. I see. mean, it's
0: Super Bowl or bust for the Chiefs every year, but I hope it's bust because we want we want something. They'll,
1: bu- they'll bust. I mean, there's too much talent in the FC, Too much. You know, too many offensive minded coordinators and coaches that we've said
0: that for can, five years now, though. I, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, they I may mean, last year. Yeah,
1: the Bengals got it, in the Super Bowl last year, and you know they. If there was any sort of consistent play calling at all, they would have been in it again this year, and then we'd be talking the same way about the Bengals. So, yeah. you know, maybe so, but it's, it's I don't know. Do,
0: I'm do optimistic. A, do we see a Chiefs-Bengals AFC championship for the third season in a row next year? Uh, certainly they're the top two teams, at mm. least odds-wise. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be tough. I'd probably
2: say so. It's going to be, the Bengals are, they're going to have to learn how to adjust mm-hmm. because, you know, they have so, such young talent and it's you know getting to that time where they're gonna have to start paying that young talent, mm-hmm. and not everybody's gonna stay because you're not gonna please everybody, and they're just gonna have to figure out how to manage what they have and T- and, and get better. Um, like you said, like I think you're about to say T Higgins, T. Higgins might be on Wars. his way out. Yeah, no, I'm actually hearing Bears more now.
0: Bear, that's, that's just as good for Justin Fields. Yeah,
2: man. I'm hearing a lot of Bears talk for T Higgins. I'm actually hearing that the Bears wide receiver core uh-huh. could somehow be like T Higgins. Uh, I don't know. I doubt, I
0: don't think d but Jackson Smith and Jigba and T. Higgins could be like the two main guys yeah, in I mean, Chicago next if, year. If they, I don't know how Chicago is going to get Jackson Smith unless it's the second round. I don't think they have any other first they, round picks. What they're
2: assuming is that they're going to trade out of the first pick uh, and get another first round pick and hmm.
0: use that second first round pick to get him. I wonder who that would be. Because uh, Jackson Smith projected, I think, around 24, 28. They're projecting, right to, they're projecting first. Bears to get the fourth and then the
2: 21st pick. From who? Whoever has twenty one, whoever has two
0: picks, I have no idea. I know the, I know the Eagles do, but <laughs> they're not. <laughs> Colts? Do the Colts have two picks? Uh, because Colts are picking at four. Haven't, I, I haven't looked at a ton of mock drafts so far yet, but I mean, yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of talk about the Bears trading down, and that'd be that'd be great for them. And there's also a lot of talk that they're gonna trade away Fields and get Bryce Young. So, and that's again, you know, if you wanna, you have the opportunity to, and if you think that Bryce Young is equal or better to Fields, and you think you can get it a lot in the background fields. But then again, it's like you could either trade fields and get assets and get Bryce young, or you can, you know, keep fields and and trade out of the first and get assets there too. Yeah. To me, it's like the
2: same scenario. It it
0: just depends on if you value Bryce young or Justin Fields more, which I'd value Justin Fields more now, just because we've seen what he can do with the NFL.
2: Someone said, I think it was a guy who came out and said that, uh, if fields was in this draft to him, he's the number one quarterback taken. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like,
1: two if quarterbacks he, from the same school. Unreal.
2: <laughs> yeah. If he goes like if he goes to um anywhere else and they do get rid of him, then you just look at the Bears like, well, you know, you can't really discredit anything he did for Chicago because they never had anything. Yeah. They're yeah. horrible. Absolutely horrible across the board. Yeah. So, I don't know. It is what it is.
0: Well, future look for the Eagles, you know, the last I think I saw a style was like the last 10 quarterbacks to lose their opening Super Bowl never returned. And we made that joke last week about the reporter asking, is this, is this a must-win game for Nick Sirianni in the way that, you know, is this going to be your only chance ever win a Super Bowl? Um, is this going to be their only chance? Cause do they have what it takes to to run it back? Because we've seen in the AFC or the NFC, you know, there's a lot. It's kind of wide open, but there's also a lot of competition in the fact that, you know, the same core on teams. We talked about the Rams and the Eagles especially last week, but the same core of teams haven't really returned. So can this core of the Eagles with Nick Sirianni and – Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown and and um, and Jalen Hurts, can they can they make it back to the big game?
1: Yeah, I, I think so, and I think they will probably do it next year. They would have my bid uh, right now from the NFC. You know, I'm still unsure on how steady the 49ers can be. I mean, I'm not sure, you know, what they're thinking their future is right now. And, I mean, they've had some coordinator changes as well, which I don't think is going to halter play that much, but at the beginning of the season – it may, you know, take a second to adjust. But, uh, I mean, right now I'd say Philly, you know, with the mindset they have uh, coming out of the Super Bowl and just if they can keep their, you know, core group of talent as well, I think they're going to be hard to beat in the NFC uh, next year. I mean, regardless of, you know, who they, else they have to play from the AFC during the regular season, as long as they win their division, I think they're, uh, they're almost a lock to get to the NFC championship at least.
2: Yeah, it's going to be tougher, I think, for Philly uh, moving forward, which is why I'm a little hesitant to think it'll be an easy return for them because, you know, unlike the Bengals, it seems like they have a lot of older talent. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Brandon Graham surely got to be on his way out. Uh, Jason Kelsey is at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane Johnson surely is, you know, nearing that point. You know, those are big pieces. I think uh, how how old is Hassan Reddick? Is he... He's young. Old. He's, He's young. young? He's young. Okay. um, But, you know, those three are, are big pieces, are big leaders. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And that's the trenches and, and where you usually win your games. So it'll be interesting to see how they progress and move forward. And like you said, for the Niners, I think if we can get, like, you know, if they're healthy and have that consistent quarterback play, mm-hmm. who knows what their ceiling is. I mean, they were doing – which we amazing haven't amazing things on third string quarterback. So.
1: We haven't been able to see that full package yet. Yeah. I have, since Kyle Shanahan's really been there. Yeah, exactly. I so. mean,
2: we're we're gonna see maybe a whole another offensive style if he can get his guy Trey Lance in there, who he wanted. It's gonna uh. be BP. <laughs> that'll be that. See, that'll be interesting to me. I know he's gonna be recovering off of the UCL, and that's what six months they said. Yeah, roughly.
1: Give me the Purdy boy.
2: I don't know, man. I mean, you look at I like Purdy, but you look at Trey Lance and. I mean, Kyle Shanahan obviously he's great with quarterbacks, so you never know. He's got that. He's got
0: one more aspect to his game that Purdy just doesn't have. Yeah. I think, I, I, th- in my heart, I think you should start Purdy because he proved what he could do in the big moments last season. I think with the Niners, you know, they just spent so much draft capital. I mean, it was what, like, three first round picks yeah, to move up into Trey you, Lance. If you
2: keep Trey Lance, you can't not start.
0: Yeah, him. it's like I think it almost it's he's almost that valuable to the franchise and the assets that they spent on him that you almost have to give him at least one more shot because he didn't, he didn't get he didn't get a, he didn't get a true season. He hasn't had one yet. No. So at least give him a real shot. If you get hurt again, you ship him off on the injury uh asterisk, but you give him one more season, you start him with this year. And, I mean, the, the NFC is wide open. In this team, we, we've said before that, you know, any almost any quarterback can be successful in this system, of Kyle Shanahan's. So you give Trey Lance the keys to the ship at least one more season, see how he does. And, you know, if, if he's dog crap, then you put in Brock Purdy again and, and you're good to go. If he's really good, you can ship off Brock Purdy for, you know, some picks because I'm sure some teams def- desperate enough to start him. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a lose. It's not a lose-lose situation. It's almost a win-win for the Niners. It's just figuring out who you're – who your true winner is going to be for sure. But with the Eagles returning, I mean, we haven't seen a repeat NFC Super Bowl contender since the Seahawks in 2013, and 2014. And before that, it was the Packers back in the late 90s. It's very rare to repeat a Super Bowl. It's, it's happened more often in the AFC because of the Patriots and the Chiefs dynasties of recent. But for the Eagles to come back, it's you know, it's a better time than ever. Brady's out of the out of the game now. Rogers looks like he's gonna be gone. The Rams don't know how well they're gonna recover next year as you know, their true contenders. So on the outside looking in right now you know right after the season it seems that you know the Eagles and the 49ers are going to be your top two in the NFC again barring some drastic changes the Cowboys will probably be in the mix the Vikings as well like we see every season and you know we'll, we'll see some teams pop out of nowhere and contend into the playoffs you know again the Giants look good this last season the Lions seem to be in position to contend for the NFC North again um, if any of those teams can dethrone these teams I mean roar yeah I mean the Eagles they, they are losing a lot of key 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 you know, old pieces. Jason Kelsey's had some rumors of maybe he'll retire soon-ish. Uh, like you also said, the defensive pieces as well. They will be shipping off. There's a lot of free agents on that side of the ball as well. You know, this was kind of like their big year with their best roster, and I think this this team can rebuild. I think this team can reload. I mean, Howie Roseman there.
2: They do have great draft picks coming up.
0: Yeah, I mean they have a, they have a top ten draft pick this season. They got. Is it two first rounders? I think mm-hmm. the thirty second and the number ten pick. So you just rebuild right there. Yeah, with that. Yeah, their front office is fantastic. They've always been good at rebuilding, and you know this is a, super, this is a team that just made the Super Bowl, and you know they walked the through. They only lost one game with Jalen Hurts as their starter, which was against the Commanders, and you know they have every right to make it back. I don't. Th- I wouldn't put my money on it. I don't think they will just because history says they shouldn't. But I mean, they have as good a shot as anybody. I love, mean?
1: I love when history uh, gets broken and yeah. somebody starts new history.
2: Yeah. For sure, and you know, looking at the Eagles, I mean, you got to think that the NFC East is going to be a lot better moving forward. It will be, you know, with potentially the Commanders being just a quarterback away. We know that their defense is played at a high level, and we know that they have offensive. They're starting weapon.
0: Sam Howell next year.
2: Yeah, well, that won't. That probably won't last <laughs> if they get you know a big time quarterback in free agency or potentially in the draft. Who knows? Um And like I said. You got the Giants, who obviously Dable is a fantastic coach and did wonders for them this year on a, on a lack of weapons and mm-hmm. and, and, true. and and experience, as well as the Cowboys, who are you know since 19 what 95, yeah, five. have been just gunning for a Super Bowl. So the Giants signed two free agents last year to multi-year contracts,
1: and one of them was uh, a backup quarterback. And if Kenny Galladay got signed last year, he got all of six catches. So. Yeah. If they can get anything, literally
2: anything, they'll be better. That's what I'm saying. Like, it can only go up for them. Yeah. yeah same thing with the commanders. Like, you're, they were what? The commanders are last in their division, mm-hmm. and they didn't even play that bad. They had a solid record, and they had horrible quarterback play. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. From the GOAT, though, yeah. you know. You can never <laughs> count him out. Yeah. But uh, I think it's it's it'll be interesting to see those teams moving forward, and they're going to obviously be gunning for Philly and to take that top spot. I mean, you know Dallas and all of them, they all have a – The hatred for those that fan base and everything because they're just obnoxious. So, to me, it's it's not going to be an easy road like it may like it seemed this year going forward. Yeah,
0: I mean, they're never going to get a Super Bowl run in the playoffs. At least that that came that easy. I mean, against against the Giants, which I mean, they were a good team and all, but it's still you know it was a there are a lot of rookie head coach. They were they were they were a very you know skin and bones kind of team. And then the 49ers, we know what happened that game. So it'll never get
2: easier for Before, uh, I, Before, just to bring this up, this uh-huh. is wild. Well, not necessarily wild. I think it was kind of expected. I wild saw as Dez? Huh? Wild as Dez? Oh, not as wild as Dez. Okay. And I don't think anything else. <laughs> but uh, I saw a headline that said Tom Brady is, taking, is retiring and taking this year off, and this is why he's not doing the Fox right away, mm-hmm. to – Rekindle mm-hmm. his relationship with Giselle <laughs> like
0: Well, a I saw, <laughs> yeah, I saw
2: he was
1: taking this year off uh, from Fox. I don't, oh, gosh dang, I, I lost my train of thought. But like, I mean, if he becomes the lead analyst, he you know gets he takes like seven million of Greg Olson's money, which I think is ridiculous. I thought Greg Olson did great this year. I mean, you know, aside from that Tubi commercial, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, wild.
1: Yeah, I, it's just like you know, is. Is he going to try to rekindle his love with Giselle? Is he going to... That's what I thought. That's what I heard. Is he waiting to see how he feels when he's not out on the field?
2: Imagine. Imagine he gets back with Giselle and says, screw it, I'm going back to
1: the NFL. Well, I'm just saying. you. I mean, you said that like last week or the week before. Mm, You know, if he actually is, you know, sitting out and seeing how he feels, you know, like being, oh, I can still make that play. Because, I mean, he's going to stay fit. He's not going to become a daggum couch potato. So. It'll be interesting to
2: see. Tom Brady takes the year off, gets his wife back, gets the groove back, comes back to the NFL, wins the Super Bowl two I, years from now.
0: I don't know. The last major prediction wow. Chris made was saying that Andrew, Andrew Luck was coming out of retirement. Yeah. and I still need to slap him for it. But Well, hey, listen, if Brett
2: Favre can come out of retirement, if Tom Brady can come out of retirement, why can't Andrew Luck? He was younger than both of them and probably just as talented from what we saw out of him. I'm not speaking on this matter again. I'm just saying I'm not. I wish he would have <laughs> because we could argue – that for the past four seasons, the Colts have been a quarterback away and have had used old, washed up quarterbacks to scrape them by and miss the playoffs and do absolutely nothing. You had Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Wentz. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. And there was another guy in
0: there somewhere else uh,
2: who was trash.
1: Sam Ellinger.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. you know what I mean. Jacob
1: Eason. who they
0: go wasn't into? There the a, wasn't there a guy starting? before Philip Rivers or my. Not sure, there had to be.
1: I thought that was Carson. No, that wasn't Carson Wentz. He was after Wait, it. We
0: got, uh, we got one minute left in this. Let me figure this out. Yeah, I figured it out real Colts quick because I'm not starting. Starting. I know there was.
1: Jacoby yeah, Brissett.
0: Yeah. There I, you go. He was in.
1: He know. was after Andrew Luck for sure. Yeah. He was. I'm
0: convinced yeah. there was somebody else. Da, da, da. Puppy power. No, it was it was Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Exactly my point. And Nick if, F- Nick Foles was in there too. If Samuel my guy back.
2: came back, who knows what the Colts could have done? I mean, they were especially what last season with Jonathan Taylor going crazy. Mm-hmm. Gosh, and they had a great offensive line. Their
0: defense was balling. If only those scrappy Jaguars didn't beat them, they were. A dark- I said they were a dark horse last year, and they they certainly could have if Carson Wentz didn't you know crap the bet a little bit. But that's football. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Hey, Jags on the up. They are. Jags on the up. All right. We're going to go into a break here when we get back. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the quarterbacks moving around in this offseason in the NFL and as well some other NFL news coming up. And Liam has a Daytona 500 preview for us as well that we will be talking about. So stay tuned for that. Remember to follow us on social media at Off the Bench XLR on Instagram. You can see all kinds of posts from the show. Again, that is at Off the Bench XLR on Instagram. Listen to this one song and we'll be right back after the break. And we are back here on off the bench. My name is Hayden Joyner, joined with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. The off-seasons now hit for the NFL. The Super Bowl ended with the Philadelphia Eagles lying in defeat to the Kansas City Chiefs, 38 to 35. And now it's it's kind of where the fun begins in the NFL, where the quarterbacks get dealt, the draft and the combine are coming up in a few short months. And you know we're just gonna we're gonna fly through some of this stuff. Uh, this last offseason of our college careers. And no better place to start off than with all the quarterback news and all the quarterback moves that have kind of happened in the last kind of week. Um, nothing official has moved yet, but there's a lot of rumors floating around and we will get to talking about all of those big news right now um, that come out recently. Derek Carr visited with the Saints. Uh, he left there not getting a deal, but the Las Vegas Raiders have officially released him. He is free to go to whatever team he now seems fit see any teams open to pick him up and the Las Vegas Raiders save on a um, – <laughs> what was that, Liam? That, that was me. me. That was me. I forgot I turned the sound up from Dez's video. <laughs> we
2: oh, got, wow. We got an all-star. Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, sadly, Derek Carr was never an all-star. He was a pro bowler a few <laughs> times. but <laughs> That
1: was <one's> smooth.
0: <laughs> I, I try my best.
1: You did swell.
0: Um he, the, the Raiders are saving on a 40, $40 million cap hit by releasing him, and like I said, Derek Carr is a former pro bowler, and he's free to go where he pleases. Chris, I'll start with you here. You know, what's what's kind of the market for Derek Carr? He's kind of like a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, maybe a little bit towards the upper front and the bottom half in this league, but, you know, we, we've seen what he can do. He's been with the Raiders for tons of years. I think, if I can only remember, he's had one or two playoff berths, I think. Mm-hmm. What's what's the market for him in the NFL with teams looking for either a bridge quarterback or is he going to be kind of a guy that, you know, teams hope that can bring them playoff success?
2: Yeah, I think with Derek Carr, he had a you know, he had some solid seasons before this year. And um, you know, he's really, really not a bad quarterback by any means. I kind of you kind of have to to me, I look at it as I, I see Josh McDaniels as the head coach, and he was terrible as a head coach beforehand when he tried. And, you know, it only makes sense that he's terrible again. It's kind of like Todd Bowles. In Tampa Bay, I mean, we saw Todd Bowles take a Tom Brady team that had a lot of talent on it and just do absolutely nothing with them, make him mm-hmm. a very weak team that was barely scraping by all season. Uh so I think coaching has a big um effect on these players and, and how that they how they play. So I'm looking at Derek Carr as a guy who's, you know, probably more motivated than ever to prove himself and, and to deliver and make his team uh, a very strong caliber winning team. So I'm thinking he's you know outside of Aaron Rodgers looking as the top guy maybe Lamar Jackson as well um but he's he's been released right so anybody mm-hmm. can go after him yeah. so uh, yeah you're looking at a team teams that are just a quarterback away you know your commanders potentially jets uh teams like that uh going after Derek Carr not necessarily rebuilding teams but the teams that just need that veteran quarterback to come in and push them over the edge. So I think Carr is going to be a heavily sought after guy. And if I was a team looking at him, I would, I would, I would pursue him if I couldn't get, mm-hmm. if I didn't have a high draft pick and I, I couldn't get Aaron yeah. Rodgers. That's, that's the guy I'd be going after for sure.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm, I'm very, really, I kind of want to echo what Chris just said. I think. I think he's kind of a bridge guy. I mean, he's had some success, as we saw, but, you know, he had the most offensive weapons that he's ever had this season and wasn't able to, you know, do things with them. So, that, you know, that's a letdown to, you know, him personally. And, you know, he lived up to it in the Pro Bowl. So, you know, good on him for doing that. Uh, I mean, you know, I think – Washington would be a good te- fit for him. You know, I could see him being an Indy. I know there's been talks about, you know, he's been crystal balled to Houston or to New Orleans. And, you know, our buddy Matt Griego even said Carolina. I mean, I, th- I think he could do something in all of those places. I mean, you know, those are teams right now that have had mediocre quarterback play at best as of recent. So, I mean, you know that makes sense. Yeah, I mean if you know, if you want somebody who's going to win you a few ball games, it's going to limit damage, you know, and you know, you can kind of get a top 10 draft pick next year to go after a Caleb Williams character or something like that, you know, I think I think he might be your guy and then be a solid backup. Uh, you know, after that I don't see him having a long-term future in the NFL remaining as a starter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if I'd put him straight up into the bridge quarterback conversation that we say a lot about, you know, guys like Jacoby Persett or Tyron Taylor, you know, guys that can just kind of get you by, maybe get you a middle-of-the-pack draft pick or, or keep you semi-competitive as you continue. I think he's a little step above that. I don't know, I'd I, I throw him in the same categories like Ryan Tannehill, really, where it's like a guy that can get the dump, but you need a lot of weapons and like he's still not going to come up big in the moments you want him to come up big in. For where I think Derek Carr could possibly land this offseason or where he might go, Obviously, I think one of the favorites right now needs to be the New Orleans Saints. They met with him on February 8th um, a few weeks ago before the Super Bowl. They didn't come to a deal or anything because the Raiders were still trying to negotiate kind of like a trade for for Derek Carr so they could get some assets in return. But since he's been released now, I, I do feel like the Saints might be a team that is looking for a veteran quarterback. I mean, outside of them, the Jets are also looking. I mean, Woody Johnson, their owner, has said that he's willing to pay, you know, top not top market money, but like considerable amounts of money to, to sign a quarterback this offseason instead of drafting them because, you know, the Jets the Jets aren't, you know, they're not a super high draft pick. The, the quarterback situation this draft's you know, kind of fringe of if it's really good or, or, you know, not the best in the world. But I'd say the Saints should be a favorite. I mean, one of the main problems with them is that they're currently $59 million over the 2023 salary cap. They have like 11 or 10 players that are set to make more than $10 million against that cap. If the Saints want to make some major moves this offseason, they've kind of always flirted with the salary cap, but they can make moves again. To, to negate to neg negate that, however you say that word, it was negate uh, negate. Yeah. Right. okay. To negate that, you know, Michael Thomas can get cut, James Winston can do de- go down. They got a lot of defensive guys as well that can maybe pop uh, away from the team this off season. And if they want to pay Derek Carr, I don't know how much you his market would be. I mean, I could I would personally put it in the thirty five to forty million dollar range, especially if Daniel Jones is looking to make that kind of money. I think he's in that realm of possibility there. And the Saints, if they make the right moves, could afford that and. I don't know if he's going to be the answer for them long term but it could be, you know, a situation where you take Garrett Carr, you and we rebuild a little bit, see what the weapons can do, see what he can do with their assets and, you know, if not, you only sign him to like a 2 deal, 2 2 year 3 year deal and move on after him if he, if he's not, you know, setting the world alight. So.
1: Yeah, which I don't think he's going to do. Yeah. So.
0: I do think he's going to enter 2023 with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he seems pretty pissed off after this whole, you know, the Raiders kind of docked him. We saw it in the Pro Bowl. I mean, he absolutely lit it up like he was better than Brady. So, he obviously has you know something on his shoulder. I mean, heck, the Pro Bowl was in Las Vegas. He returned back to where he'd been and just you know made the Raiders kind of regret moving on from him. But that'll be an interesting thing to see where he goes. Yeah. As for as for Las Vegas, do we see them? Who do we see them filling his hole with? I mean, they don't really. They're not really in a place. I mean, what's what's their draft pick? Do you know? Is he like
2: they're they're high up? I think they're like seven, seven eight. eight. Yeah, they're somewhere in that range. Because yeah. I think uh, I think yeah. Stroud. says That yeah. he wanted to go play with Devontae Adams. He didn't name him personally, but he said that Ocho Cinco said this is his favorite route runner, and that's the guy I'd want to play with. So, throw the ball to. So Fair. He, wants, he wants to throw it to Devontae Adams. Yeah. I don't know if Stroud falls to seven, but, I mean, I, he, I, he just might. I mean, there's 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 guys that have him either at, going at one or dropping all the way to nine. I mean, he's all over the place. Yeah.
1: There. like um, they, I've seen he's the first quarterback taken. I've seen he's the third quarterback taken. So, who knows? In,
2: in my yeah. opinion, I thought Fields was a much better quarterback, and he fell to 11. Or Yeah, 11. Yeah so So, there you go
1: very Um, interesting uh I mean I don't know I kind of thought if Tom Brady was going to move on that's where he would end it up so I've kind of moved my eye towards Aaron Rodgers you know filling that gap in uh Oakland's offense but I could certainly see them you know going with someone along the lines of C.J. Stroud I think both would be decent fits you know for them for right now I think uh I mean, you know, Rogers getting up there in age, so you know, who knows how much upside he has left? I think CJ Stroud could have good upside. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's but I th- go back to your coaching thing. Like, they have the right pieces, but Josh McDaniels doesn't strike me as a dynamic guy that I would want to go <laughs> play for if I was quarterback. That's so. what
2: worried me about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's never succeeded as a head coach. Yeah. And he's had the pieces, you know. He had the pieces this year to do it, and he didn't do it. Yeah. No, I 1,000% agree. And you you take another year, and what, are you going to blame it on the quarterback again? Yeah. Because that's what they just did. They just uh, blamed if it on you
1: try to blame it on, you know, you you could get away with it blaming it on a rookie just because he's a rookie blah exactly. blah blah if you look at his stats though and his stats are good you know you can't blame it on him then and aaron rodgers you, he's you know one of the best you know we'll see after he uh Fights the Black Hat Man or whatever. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fights, yeah. yeah, so I, I think
2: it's in his best interest to go to the Jets.
1: I that's where I would like to see him go. Yeah, I do not want to see him go to him to or Vegas. Lamar. I like to see them go
2: we've, there. We've seen the we've whole seen the Devontae Adams We've been Adams there, show, done that. Yeah, and I just don't want to see him in Vegas. Go to the Jets. Go to that team. That team's been in shambles for a while. Build them up. Do something special with them. Yeah.
0: What do we do? Liam, what do we think about Aaron Rodgers?
2: Uh, I mean,
1: I, I said Oakland, but, you know, Oakland or the Jets uh, would would be the only two places I could see him, you know, really going to unless – what's Tampa Bay going to do?
0: Kyle Trask season. Frick
1: that, dude. That's okay.
2: worse than tanking. That's you, submarining. You're just going to have to accept that you got what you sought after and yeah. you're going to have to go through the downtime. I mean, yeah. you got your Super Bowl. You got your, you know, playoff consistent playoff team yeah. with
1: with the, maybe get a few pieces, you know, they rebuild. Yeah, it's just, and then go for a quarterback I mean, next year, maybe yeah. maybe be on that chip too. Which I've said that about like
2: four teams already <laughs> this episode, but whatever. The castle crumbled, and now you just got to rebuild.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're saying at the 19th pick in the draft, they're not in a place to draft a quarterback, and and even then if you bring in. You know Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I know Aaron Rodgers isn't going to fall there, but Jimmy Garoppolo maybe your only hope. Derek Carr you could yeah. be in the play for, but I don't think they're really. I haven't heard much rumblings that they're going to be in the market for a quarterback this season. It might be where they get a bridge guy like Jacoby Brissett, or that you know you used Kyle Trask. Who knows? You still have a you still have decent offensive weapons. I don't know how many of them are going to stay if they have to endure a few years of of Kyle Trask. But it might just be a, you know, a season of you know figure things out this year and. See what happens next year. Kind of like what the what the Falcons did this season. You know, get a Marcus Mariota, get a cheap guy, get a Jacoby Brissett, see what happens. If they're terrible, throw in Kyle Trask, give him a chance in the starting lineup. And, you know, if he hits, so be it. If he doesn't, which he probably won't, you know, so be it. And you're in a position for a top five pick next year. And then you just kind of go from there.
2: Yeah. For sure. I mean, you're they're looking at prime time position to maybe get Caleb Williams and that could completely change that team.
1: There's gonna be a bunch of teams I think that are gonna be kind of gunned for that number one pick next year.
2: I mean, I, I get he's like good and all, but he's not like oh, like yeah, he's not like just, Trevor Lawrence.
1: It was just what people see in the media that's gonna make them go oh. oh. And I mean, we've <laughs> seen plenty of you know GMs and stuff not be uh, the smartest folks when it comes to that sort of deal. So yeah. someone's gonna jump the gun.
2: I lost respect for him when he did the f Utah on his nails and then ended up getting waxed. Yeah, like come on, like
1: <laughs> I I like him now because he's a NASCAR ambassador. I'm bound by law to say that. <laughs> you have so. to enjoy. Yeah. We waved the flag at yeah. the clash. Yeah, yeah. And but lit I, the torch. So I, like, uh, I like. I like that to. guy
2: from Utah. What's his name? Cam Rising. Cam yeah. Rising. Rising.
0: Yeah. Top ten name in college football. Love Cam Rising. Mm,
1: top ten's a stretch, buddy. Have you seen some of the stuff that like Barstool puts out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Give sir. me Squirrel White. Who? Squirrel Squirrel White, receiver for Tennessee. Yeah. One of my personal favorite Squirrel, players
2: right. in all of college football, let alone names. isn't
0: there like is there a Bama player named Squirrel too, or is it just Tennessee? Guy I'm thinking
2: of Bama had Kool Aid McCantschree, didn't they? That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Deco- ha, ha, Clinton Dick, the coldest Crawford, the Crawford, Decoldis, yeah.
0: General Booty out of Texas, yeah. uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, yeah,
2: the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. but he's he's, a bench he's guy. my second favorite. He's he's not a starter, but yeah, you know, he's actually like he has an NIL a deal because his name's General Booty.
2: Yep. <laughs> who who just does? You know what? I'm gonna name my kid.
1: General Booty. I mean, heck, dude, if he's got brothers, we're probably like Sergeant, Lieutenant, and Commander.
0: <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's good. That's very good. Yeah. I mean, for for the NFL, it's going to be a, a weird season running around. But the, I never really considered the Bucks the team to go after. I think they're just kind of in, like we said, they're kind of in no man's land this year. They're not in a position to draft a guy. I don't know if you're very appealing, especially with Todd Bowles as your head coach, if he if he stays, to, you know, to attract a quarterback. I think the Jets got to be. For most teams, the number for most quarterbacks entering free agency this year, that should be the number one landing spot. I mean, they absolutely nailed their draft last year. You have two – I mean, both Rookie of the Years and Garrett Wilson and and Sauce Gardner. You're going to bring in Brees Hall back. Robert Sala has that defense playing like a top five unit that he did last season. Whether that – with Robert Sala, head coach, whether that means Jimmy Garoppolo could head there because they obviously have that connection from San Francisco, maybe. That's – I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers fits the bill. Maybe I'm thinking of Brett Favre too much with Aaron Rodgers, but – I mean, if Aaron has a situation where he wants to kind of win now um, after leaving Green Bay, I feel like the Jets are a better option than Las Vegas. It's sad that those are the two options he's got to come down to, but I think the Jets have put themselves in a very good position to be competitive next mm-hmm. year, especially looking at you know how the Dolphins ended the season last year and the Bills, the question marks they have going into this offseason with you know paying a lot of guys getting the offensive line right, getting weapons to Josh Allen. The coaching staff on the offensive side wasn't the greatest this season. The Jets have a really good shot at winning the AFC East next year and getting a playoff bid automatically from that. So, yeah. Especially if you can pick up Aaron Rodgers or even Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, just some guy that's better than Zach Wilson.
1: I mean, if they had anybody better than Zach Wilson this year, they would have been in the playoffs. So
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have to all go all in for Aaron Rodgers. Like, you have the team to win, but you can't just take a chance on a guy who's maybe or maybe could not get the job done. Mm-hmm. you got to go for the guy who you know – could and will most likely get the job done. Yeah, and that's Aaron Rodgers. There's only one.
0: He's been there, done that. Yeah. I mean, granted, it was 20, ten years ago, but you know, I he's, been, mean, he's, he's been to the he's the NFC Championship games. I mean, game he times. was the he MVP. Short every yeah, he was MVP. MVP. I,
1: yeah, he was MVP last year. Yeah. I mean, you can't in the year, like, before, that. The year before, yeah. before that. Yeah, yeah, you can't say that he hasn't been playing well as of recent. So,
0: like I said, the Jets. Their their owners their their front office have said they're willing to go all in. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is going to ask for a lot of money, uh, north of forty, probably north of forty five. I think he's getting paid around the fifty mark this past season, so he'll be asking for something similar to that. I'm sure he won't discount himself even in New York. In New York, you know they have a lot of cap space. They're not paying anybody anything. They have, they have a ton of young stars on that yeah, team. Yeah, I mean,
1: so. they're all on rookie deals still. But they're good players.
2: we have a potential to see a Jets-Giants Super Bowl here in the next couple of years? Uh, you got to <laughs> see it next year. Even, yeah.
1: be, even yeah. better, better. When we do our bold predictions, I'll let you in on that one. Yeah.
0: You want to see? I want to see a Giants-Lions-Jets-Jags Final Four. Wow. That would be beautiful. And the wow. fact that that has a <laughs> – I'm not saying that's like – I mean, if you parlayed that, I'm sure you would win astronomical amounts of money for betting like $10. But you know that wasn't even possible three years ago. But the fact that it's even remotely possible this season just shows you know good for those four teams. Did y'all see who has the most bets placed on them to win the Super Bowl next year? I think I think it's I'm next sure year. it's the Jaguars because they're probably like what one? It's not the Jags, it's the Lions.
2: Mingles? I don't know who oh. currently this team has the most bets, I believe. Well, to it means win the Super it's
0: Bowl, not I'm a sure. team favored. It's a team that has very good value. Yes.
2: Lions? I don't know. It's, Who?
0: It can't be the Giants. No, you're never gonna guess.
1: Although that's why I want you to tell me.
2: The Chicago Bears have the most bets placed on them to win the Super Bowl next year. Jesus
1: <laughs> Christ! You must be able to <laughs> be like a dollar fifty to win a uh, half a million.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. probably.
0: What, I mean, that's why people are taking it. So. Yeah. It's because they they see the potential in fields and maybe if you get one receiver talent and maybe a little upgrade on the coaching staff and but running back, lots of defense. They're they're trying to bet on on a, on a whole team. Yeah, they're trying to bet overhaul on a twenty twenty two Jaguars kind of rerun here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I, could happen. If I was it's a betting possible. man, if I was a betting man on just like a Super Bowl appearance, I'd put money on the Jags. I would. I think they have a shot. I think they can. Yeah. Only, they're only going to get better under, under Doug Peterson. Trevor Lawrence played like a top five guy last year. I think they'll have a good shot.
2: They got the coach. They got the the two really most important pieces to do it. Head coach, quarterback, Quarterback. and they got a lot of solid pieces around
0: it. Solid running backs, solid receivers. You're getting Calvin Ridley in and the defense only got better last year. So
2: we just gotta do, have a good draft. Have a good draft this year and you're looking good. You Mm -hmm. only have to
0: get through, you know, potentially Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and all these guys. That's nothing for the Jags, man. Nothing. Dougie P's done it before. Dougie P's won a Super Bowl. He'll he'll get her done. hundred percent. I have faith in Dougie P. Yeah. Last guy I want to hit on, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Where's he going? Uh, I know Chris's dream scenario is uh, going to the Ravens and replacing Lamar Jackson,
1: but well, I think the Ravens are going to end up sticking with Lamar and then drafting like, a receiver, you know, in that part of the round. Which you know, there's five receivers that are looking like they're going to go first round, and then I think there's another one, that, another good guy that's going to go probably early second. So you know, if they want to finally get him somebody, you know, now might be the time, but. You, if
0: you pay him forty million this forty three million this off season, you better get him somebody. Yeah, to, yeah. to make Ravens, that money worth it, Ravens need to let him go.
2: Do not pay him that much money. No shot More? for a guy who's not finished the, se- the
0: year. The past three years, you're going to pay him that much money. Yeah, they got to give him like the Derek Carr contract, where it's like forty million a year for three years, but have a really easy out after one season. I'd
2: say, listen, man. Yeah, 2019, great and all.
0: Since then, nothing. You've, you've, you've yeah. you 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 finished the season what once? He's finished the season once. I'll give him the credit that he's been you know. A, what is it division leader? They've been like, you know, a nine win team at all times when he's gone out and that's like, you know, going out at like the 12, 11 game mark. Like they've been solid teams every year. It's just, you know, you can't, the injuries, a thing you got to consider. And, you can't rely on Tyler Huntley to make the Pro Bowl every year. Bring no, did he, he didn't even playoff. deserve to be in the Pro Bowl. No. He threw two touchdown passes. He was like the mouth. seventh guy. It was because every other AFC quarterback dropped <laughs> it out. The fact
1: that it's based off of fan voting is redone. I would have brought Tony. The fact Romo. that he was Man.
0: seventh in fan voting is actually surprising over to me. him because I would have voted probably for you know Derek Carr over him. Well, he did. Derek He'd Carr get in, did get in. I'm over talking.
2: Him. I would have brought Tony Romo from the booth in Tyler Huntley's <laughs> yeah, spot. That's something I'd watch. For sure. Yeah. Peyton Manning should have been out there throwing against Eli. Facts. That's what they should have done. They should have been the flag football quarterbacks. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. You should have had Eli play the third guy in the NFC, Peyton Manning play as the third guy in the AFC. At least make it some something we could watch. But at least put
0: them in the quarterback, the the throwing competition.
2: That would something. See so his I mean, arms given out the most. I don't want to watch Tyler Huntley and what Jared Goff go out there and go at it. Come on, man. Jeez. I th-
1: I think Jimmy G is gonna be he's close to Derek Carr, maybe like half a half a thing down from him. I which is, you know, some team like the Buccaneers could do and, you know, you'll be content with it for the time being. And you know, you'll win five, six games in that division and whatever. It'll be a it'll be a hoot and a half. And I mean, like Indy, you know, Indy could continue their trend of just kind of mediocre quarterback play. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I don't see Jimmy G, like, just, you know, going somewhere and being a difference maker.
0: Would you put your money on him going unsigned or getting signed this offseason? He'll get signed. It's just... just, Let me change that. Get signed to a starting role. Yeah. You think?
1: Uh, I think... Too many
0: teams need a quarterback.
1: Maybe, but there's going to be teams that, you know, are going to draft. There's four quarterbacks, you know, that are probably going to start from the draft. So that... Equivocally takes out four, so I don't know. I think, I think he could be a starter next year, but I think he might have to win a preseason battle.
0: If you're Bill Belichick, looking at Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, do you bring back Jimmy Garoppolo? I think it'd be a great idea.
2: I
1: sure. think that's a three-horse race. I think it's a good Kentucky Derby. You know, I think it'll be a photo finish. Mac Jones, man, don't worry, be Zappy. I mean, I'm gonna get behind that guy. He's gonna be like my new Taylor Heineke. But
2: <laughs> I mean, essentially, you're having three very similar quarterbacks. Yeah, just. One I feel like has that just winning aura around him. I don't know what it makes Jimmy G win, but he's, they, a, he's
0: always been to a successful place.
2: Yeah, I mean when he well when he was in New England under Brady, he had what that five he went five and zero in his stretch. Yeah, his starter.
0: Brady got suspended for Deflate Gate. Yeah,
2: and then um, he went to San Fran's. Obviously had some success there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, of course he's got good teams and all, but I just I think he's got that winners. Uh, I don't know high or something or a mentality mentality somewhat. Yeah. Uh he just I don't know. It's almost like he just doesn't like overly care.
1: He probably wants to go like live in Miami or something. So go be a backup in Miami.
2: He could just go to Tampa, be Tampa. Tampa's th- close. That's what I'm thinking. I think he goes to Tampa. Goes to Tampa? Just chills. Enjoys his you know, maybe one to two years, and as the bridge quarterback and vibes.
1: Yeah, Vegas or Miami with uh, all those sorts of you know. Well, we
0: haven't we haven't mentioned Carolina actresses. Yeah. We haven't mentioned Carolina once this episode. Are we confident in them getting a quarterback in the draft, or do you think they explore their options? Who, who would want to go there? I right. th- I think it's- well, I think with I mean with Carolina, they got in, they bring Frank Wright as head coach. They they load their offensive staff or their offensive and defensive staff under Frank Wright with you know former former head coaches, a lot of very experienced guys that could work or backfire. But I do think there's a lot to be learned there, and they do have. They have a fresh defense. See, they're still yeah. young. They're still Yeah, fired. but Frank Reich
1: nothing wants, on the offense that he, Yeah. Would draw anybody in. Yeah, DJ Moore is it. I mean, Frank Reich wants to develop a quarterback, so I wouldn't mm. be surprised mm. if they draft somebody. That he wants. Yeah, that he wants. Because I can't see, dude, if that happens, Matt's going to blow feeling, his lid, man. I feel like if, I Matt's a feeling gonna blow that's his where his lid. they're going to go. It's going to be him or Stroud if they draft.
2: I personally would, if Stroud's gone uh-huh. and Bryce Young's gone, which is, you know, very high high possibility. I would rather them drop Anthony Richardson because his ceiling is through the roof.
1: I don't know, man.
2: It's I, so high. His ceiling's so high. I he's, haven't
1: gotten behind him or Levis yet. He's 6-4, what, 240? That's fine. And he
2: runs like as good as any quarterback yeah, I've ever seen. That's
1: fine. Maybe, I don't know. I I'm still along the lines of kind of get somebody who's, you know, a little bit older who's had you know, decent amount of success in college at least. You know, Stetson Bennett, Hendon Hooker. <laughs> I want somebody to draft those guys so bad just to just to see what can happen.
2: You would draft? You'd rather draft Stetson Bennett over Anthony Richardson?
1: I'm not saying that I would. I just know what they are capable of more than what Anthony Richardson is. Yes, Capable Chris. of? Yeah. Like,
2: you don't think anybody could have went in there and done what Stetson Bennett did at Georgia? <sighs> we'll find out this year. I think we you play, I, 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 I well Georgia played. has the easiest schedule in all of college football yeah. with just as much talent as they yeah. had last year. It's yeah. going to be a cakewalk, uh, maybe. Kirby maybe. Smart could get back there and play quarterback, and I'm almost positive they'd go undefeated.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Clemson, <laughs> guy, a lot of Clemson fans that could say that about you know K Clubnick and
2: whatnot, and he got his freaking he got curb stomped.
1: I'm just saying, man.
2: You're saying You're saying anybody could have went into Clemson's quarterback position and yeah. Come That's on. what
1: they think. That's what they think.
2: Well, we we we, we worked, buying into what Clemson I, fans hey, think.
1: Hey, I worked with an offensive lineman from Clemson this week. Yeah, you know, they think high things, and it's bull crap. But either yeah. how Carolina Panthers they're probably, they're probably just going to they're either going to draft someone who's not going to be good or they're going to have Sam Darnold play again. So, either way it's a LL.
2: There's just no draw to Carolina,
0: like yeah. I said.
2: I mean, is there anything that excites you about Carolina? Oh, <laughs> they have Frank Reich. Kara
0: wins. Woo. They have NASCAR. They have a a, a somewhat solid, they have a solid hey, defense. Hey, hey, you go with Sam Darnold this year, you go one and sixteen, and you draft Caleb Williams because he likes NASCAR. Fair. I mean, guess probably the best. And you, move. you pick up, you pick up, I don't know, I don't know if you need more defensive pieces, but get B. John Robinson or someone. Or, they could trade up. Or, 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 or reach 10 places plus for Jackson Smith and Jigwell.
2: I don't know. That's not a reach. Anywhere he goes, it's not a reach. I promise you that. Fair enough. Because Fair enough. he was a better receiver on us yes. than the two guys who were up there for Yeah, but if he, ha- if he has that mindset, you know,
1: of yeah. what he did this year, I don't <sighs> want that guy on my team. Like, but, I don't think that's his mindset. Hey, we were – both of us com- were talking some ish about that kid. It, no, it, it,
2: it was sketchy. It was sketchy for sure, but I won't rule – 100% if I don't know all the facts. Like, I don't know everything that went on behind the scenes. Yeah, I don't either, but I just
1: so. it gave me some bad vibes. I don't know. I
2: feel like there's never been a player ever set out of the playoff like that. Uh-huh. So I feel like it had to something had to have been drastic yeah, to but make yeah, him not play. You and your dad were talking about him coming back like week seven or week eight. That's when he was supposed to,
1: but I guess that he kept having setbacks. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah, but if freaking Patty Mahomes can play on like a broken leg... And Bo, Bo Nix has played on a tour
2: ACL before. I agree, but hey, Patty Mahomes had the had the bag guaranteed, and you know this guy wasn't going to try and lose that. So. Bo Nix, yeah,
0: not worth it in that aspect.
2: I guess not. I mean, I I would have come back personally, but I mean, if he felt like he wasn't going to be a help, then so be
0: it. So be it. Um, any other quarterbacks need to touch on? Mm. I think we got it covered. For I mean, we had limited data now. Lamar. Limited knowledge. I mean, I mean yeah, he's going to stay we, at Baltimore,
1: unfortunately. No I think, dude. I think
2: he's going to Atlanta.
1: Ugh, Atlanta's putrid. We could fit, they're the same be a good fit as for Carolina him. to me.
2: Yeah, but, you know, he's got bad bad juju now with Baltimore, and they're not on the seeing eye-to-eye anymore. I talked to somebody
1: the other It might have been Dez.
2: I think it was Dez,
1: who was like, I want to see Desmond Ritter get the starting job next yeah, that's,
0: year. Yeah, yeah, yeah friend of the show, Des, has been saying that all the time. Yeah. He, wants, he thinks Desmond Des Ritter is the, the second of Christ. Thing. Maybe yeah. it's
1: just because his name's Des.
2: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe. Desmond Ritter.
0: It's yeah. like he plays for the Falcons himself.
2: Maybe. I, I, I didn't see anything out of him this year that was all that impressive. and I don't know. you got to get a guy in there that you at least know is capable of doing something, some mm-hmm. aspect of football at a high level rather than none. Yeah. Uh-huh. At least I know if I get Lamar, he's going to be running. Yeah. And at least getting me some yards and extending drives. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Falcons are gonna be, they're gonna be gunning for that number one pick yeah. next year if they don't get uh, I th- Lamar. I
0: I, I, th- I think Lamar resigns with the Ravens. I don't know if I would personally either, but I do think it's gonna happen. They'll pay him the bag. I mean, they don't have any, they don't have any real offensive pieces right now that are taking up a huge percentage of the cap space outside of maybe Mark Andrews. So they ha- they can, they can afford to pay him. They obviously know that system, the entire offense, the entire team really, and their coaching scheme is revolving around him. Mm-hmm. So. If you lose Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, I mean John Harbaugh and all those guys are gonna have to completely refigure out their yeah. entire. Yeah. Well,
1: course. Harbaugh's believed in that guy since day one, so yeah. I, don't, I
0: don't. know if it's worth the trouble because I mean it's not like you're just losing a quarterback and getting somebody else. Like you're full rebuilding at that point because you have to reconfigure. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I'd say even coaching staff you have to figure out something there. So for if you lose Lamar, if you lose Lamar, because it's so it's so it's so built around him. Whether it's successful or not, it's been built around him for the last five seasons.
2: I I don't think it's like a huge hit. Like you can't get really like. I think you can only go up if you lose Lamar. Like, you don't have to tailor to just one guy Well, I'm anymore. saying, like, you, you can't
0: can just, lose Lamar and then bring in Jimmy G. You're not going to be – you can't lose Lamar and then draft Will Levis. Like, those kind of guys that's, I do not going to be successful. I think either.
2: if they lose Lamar, they're probably going to get be the team that gets Fields. I was if, they, say, if he's dealt. Yeah, and
0: then we'll really know who's better. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I mean if Fields
0: stays in for a full season, I, I – at least multiple times and puts up similar numbers.
2: I personally don't want to see him go. I'd like to see him see his career through at Chicago. Just Fields, like, yeah. I, I know it would be better for him to leave and go, to, but again, I don't know what team he'd go to, and I don't know if he'd be a better situation. I know the type of guy he is. And I think he wants to you know, deliver and be the guy for Chicago, and that's what he wants would to do. Would
0: you be. rather him stay at Chicago or go to Washington? <sighs> With all the possible, like, Chicago has,
2: like, all the pieces and all the keys uh-huh. to unlock and be just a great football team with the cap space that they have and the young quarterback that they have and the opportunities is that opportunities they have going forward. And you know, Commanders, I don't like Ron Rivera at all. So he's I, gonna be fired next year. Yeah, I he's don't, playing.
0: He's playing for his job this year, I'd assume.
2: Love to see him play with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Chase Young. But then again, if Chicago's smart and can do the right thing and get him his teammate at receiver. Mm-hmm. And get
0: another receiver in there, I think it could be really good for him. It's worked plenty of times in the past for guys. Ask yeah. Jalen Hurts, ask Joe Burrow. Facts. We'll yep. see. We will see. Well, Liam, we got a big race this weekend. Huge. Tell me about it. Well, a uh, little known
1: fact to our listeners I have been watching qualifying this whole time. I am good at multitasking, <laughs> folks. Uh, So, you know, Daytona 500 weekend, first uh, points-paying race in NASCAR this season. You know, it's where storylines start. It's where championship seasons start. And uh, I'm super excited that cars are just going back around in ovals. Uh, You know, the Ford seemed very quick in qualifying so far. Uh, Jimmy Johnson and Travis Pastrano were the two open cars that made the field. So, you know, those storylines that were happening, you know, before qualifying, came to fruition Mm -hmm. for, you know, the average fan. I mean, Travis Pastrana and Jimmy Johnson are going to draw viewers uh, now that they're in the field. Um, You know, I'm just hoping for a good race. The plate package last year wasn't the greatest. I mean, the Daytona 500 ended up being pretty good. Uh, You know, last lap finish. There was some flips and stuff that we didn't want to see, but... You know, the second Talladega race, Chase Elliott won, but people weren't able to pass. It's hard to pass in these cars on plate track, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the duels tomorrow. But uh, if I had to go with a couple guys to pick, I told Barry Boy last week, Ryan Blaney would probably be my one, and uh, Bubba Wallace would probably be my two. Bubba! And, uh, I mean, you know, there's there's always a constant group of guys like Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano that – are always in it at the uh at the end of these races and you know, a couple smaller guys like Eric Jones, Michael McDowell, are the same. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but uh if I had to go with the winner, I'd say Ryan Blaney.
0: Who in your heart do you want to win?
1: I mean, that's Chase Elliott. I'm bound by law <laughs> to say I mean, I, how I didn't say him as a pick, you know, is pretty astronomical what, what, what to me. What
0: would bring the biggest storyline? Way, I mean, uh, first time winner. Or, I mean, heck, if Travis Pastrana somehow pulls something off and yeah, you know, I mean, merges every NASCAR, every motorsports world together, and yeah,
1: every- usually it's something along the lines of that. Like, if Jimmy Johnson won, you know, in his first start, NASCAR back since his, you know, quote unquote retirement, Travis Pastrana, stuff like that. I mean, and you know, just fan favorites, like if Kyle Bush won, in his Jimmy
2: Johnson is he racing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd if, be Kyle, something.
1: if Kyle Bush won in his first start with Richard Childress Racing. You know, if one of these guys like that's a champion in the sport, like uh, Martin Truex Jr. or Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson was able to win their first Daytona 500 and their champion, you know, those are the two main things as a Cup Series driver that you want to accomplish in the sport. So I would say those, you know, are kind of storylines. I mean, you kind of got some other stuff with some rookies like Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson. I mean, Zane Smith is setting up his season – with a few starts this year going into next year, stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's stuff that happens every season. Kevin Harvick winning in his retirement season, stuff like that.
0: Chris, how, how hard are you partying if, if Bubble wins? I
2: wouldn't say I'm partying too hard. Or not. not? I, I might crack a nice little smile if I see it grace <laughs> my screen <laughs> that he won. I'll be like, you know, I'll go from like this to pretty pretty solid smile there. Uh,
0: I, <laughs> I'll go from – Normal to
2: a smirk. <laughs> I'll, I'll crack a DP cream soda for him. That's what I'll do. Oh, oh, that's, that's big time. Yeah, DP
1: uh, salt strawberry. Oh, is have you a, had that I one? I not. No. Good. Really? Good.
2: I'll Highly recommend. Try. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll crack one of those for him and, uh, you know, maybe raise it above my head. Hey, cheers, Bubba. Cheers, Bubba. Well done. Yeah. I'll look for the, uh, hopefully, the quality content posted before the race that he usually does. Uh, I've laughed a couple times at his stuff and, and uh, had a few giggles there. So, I, I might wear my shirt. Might wear it to class. Wow. Yeah. Might wear the Bubble Wallace shirt, or just wear it to the next show, uh, if he's able to win. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be cool.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Starting tomorrow, I'm gonna be wearing NASCAR merch through Sunday. Ooh. Going to church Sunday morning, I'll be wearing Chase Elliott stuff. If it's got a Hooters logo on it, I don't care.
0: Underneath or on top.
1: Uh, it depends on how cold it is.
0: I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna.
2: You know, I'm gonna start investing. Might, might get uh, some more merch. At Fair. NASCAR merch is sick.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I yeah. need to. I need to stock up. i I like. I'm I have like, no, I have like no motorsports merch. I really should.
2: Dang. Yeah. I'm gonna go all in on Bubba now, bunch. so that I don't seem like a bandwagon fan. If he ever does. For, for when he becomes
0: a fan. four-time Cup champion, then yeah, <laughs> you want to make sure you have your stock put yeah, in If he's a let's one-time win champion, like
1: multiple races in a season first.
2: If he's a
0: one-time champion, let's
2: make the playoffs. That's first. A, that's a win for his career. <sighs> yeah. 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 I, I, I think that's like a stretch right now from what i know about him but hey who knows (laughs) he's got a lot of time he
1: does he does he's got talent i mean he's got freaking some of the biggest companies in america on his car now uh walmart just signed a deal to be with him today so that's huge i mean he's got them
2: mcdonald's doordash dr pepper money lion blah 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 so i might just go to walmart yeah buy a pack of dp cream soda yes sir in my bubble wallace shirt wow Crack it when I
0: get home. I'll what make a, a smile on my face. That's
1: marketing. Yeah, that's marketing.
0: There we go. That's that. You're you're the, the model consumer for that, <laughs> one of these brands. When, when like, is, we're gonna sponsor, we're gonna sponsor Bubba Wallace's car with Walmart. It's like I just know there's that's what there's a car kid card. out no, there. Yeah. yeah, I just know there's a kid out there who will do everything we tell him. <laughs> I should send it. Here's your marketing. Here it is. It is well done, marketers. That's you go how, you go to Walmart, get the more merch, and then you you DoorDash McDonald's. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Yeah, and go to one with a freestyle so you can get the cream, the DP cream soda. There man. we go. Just all worlds, insane, genius. Yeah, post that on Twitter, post that on Facebook, tag Bubba Wallace in it. Say, hey man, ultimate fan. They um, had a Bubba Wallace me, meal me the for a while. They did. I yeah. remember that. Did they? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, a Bubba Wallace meal. Yes, sir. Yes, yep. sir. So Liam, is it is it, is. It, is it, I know you said the Fords looking good in qualifying currently. As you're, yeah, well, you're watching. a
1: Hendrick's car is going to sit on the pole. Uh, by the looks of it now, it'll be either Larson or Bowman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, interesting. I think the Fords are going to work great together, as they usually do. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. All right.
1: Uh, hopefully, I'd just like to see Chase, you know, finish the race on the lead lap. That's always a good good time at Daytona, uh, if you've been able to accomplish that.
0: I need to get out there sometime in my life. I've driven past it once, and that's the only thing I've ever – close as I've come to it. So I've that's been
2: it. one time, and it was a, it was a hoot and a half.
0: I say so myself. You know, I did read about
2: this. Is just hitting back on the Bubba Wallace meal. Yeah, that uh, everybody who ordered it never got their meal because they wanted to keep up with Bubba Wallace never finishing a race. Wow. Yeah. Inspiring. Yep. So if you ordered it, you that's didn't get how your you. Meal. That's how you.
1: That's that's how you get a win over a fan base right there, <laughs> baby.
2: Admit? Yes, yeah. sir. Staying true to your. Sorry, we can't. We can't give you the uh, the meal. Because yeah. Bubba once again did not finish the race. So mm. There you go.
0: Tough. He, if
1: he has consistency, he'll make the playoffs this year.
0: I heard that with the Bubba Wallace meal, it could only be a to-go order because he only, you know, he only takes people out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, a lot, of, it, a lot of speculation uh, around this Bubba Wallace meal. Yeah. Would
2: ninety percent of McDonald's meals be to-go,
0: at least, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. more. Drive-throughs technically condu- to go, so yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, some fast food restaurants still haven't recovered since COVID. They're only to go. Just wait I can't till, remember the last time I sat inside a cookout.
2: We'll just wait for the launch of Migli Yeah. Best get, fast food place ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for our <laughs> listeners. Knows what <laughs> we're talking about. This is inside talk. We, uh, They'll we have, know. We They'll are, figure no, it out. Tell them. We've no. had,
0: oh, we're not telling them. No, no this is no, keeping this, it quiet. Yeah, this, it is, quiet. this is quiet, this is till, launch, quiet oh, yeah. till launch day kind of material. Right? Okay. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah.
2: You guys won't find out just yet.
0: Yeah, Mick Leone's is a, uh, a hidden treasure. Hidden in Fort Knox currently. So, yeah, go yeah. break in. Area
2: 51 good. with the UFOs that
1: are somewhere in Alaska. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're all shot down now. Yeah, well, yeah. Mick Leone's is about to be
0: resurrected. Yes. Yes. But uh, safe to say we're very excited about it. Yes, yeah. very. we will say so. Um, Liam, uh, anything else on the 500 you want to touch on? No, any, sir, Any I'm bold good. predictions you want to throw out there to have one on camera? I don't have enough knowledge in the NASCAR season yet. I haven't read up too, too much yet.
1: I mean. It's only Wednesday, but. I say – I, I mean Ryan Blaney's going to win. He's my pick. And I'll say a bold prediction. Um I don't have any. Would it be a bold prediction to say Jimmy Johnson gets top 10? Not really. No. He's won two Daytona 500s and I mean it might be semi bold cuz this is a new car but you know if you can get acclimated this is one of the tracks you'd want to do it at cuz you're not going to be shifting a lot. The only time you'll be shifting's on and off of pit road. So. Now is he
2: still 48 or no?
1: No, he's 84. Oh, he flipped it. Yeah. Ah. 48's uh, still Alex Bowman, who ah. took over his ride and his sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's cold. <laughs> well, you know it is what it is.
2: I wish It's gonna be weird seeing him in 84.
1: Yeah. It's a slick ride though. Is it? Yeah.
2: What kind of what kind of car does he have?
1: Uh, it's a Chevy car. It's sponsored by Carvana. It's blue. It's got some gold streaks in it. Very pretty. Nice. Yeah.
0: I'll be cheering for him. I'll be cheering for Pastrana, Jimmy Johnson, and Christopher Bell, of course. Yes, sir. Christopher yeah, that's your Bell guy, right? Yeah, that's my guy. Christopher Bell. I, 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 he's young. I like him. And he drives a toy. He's car.
2: the guy who rode the wall.
0: And, and Ross right Chastain. Ross Chastain is he gonna do anything or nah? He, yeah, he could. Made the final four last year. Yeah, I don't know how it was, was a was super speedway trim is. Well. He he won Talladega the first Talladega race last year, so he's decent at these places. That's Chris's
1: new
2: guy besides Bill Wallace. No, no, I just know our friend of the show, Mister Blankenship, was going just
0: oh yeah, but absurd ape crap when that when that happened. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, that was one of the biggest moments of last. I mean that. That's that, one of the defining moments in all of NASCAR
1: history.
2: Yeah, that, that'll that'll
0: yeah. that should be on a on a screen in the Hall of Fame in Charlotte, just replaying for all eternity. Is that like uh, Doug Flutie Hail Mary in college football? Yes. Yes. Oh. It is. This is like the catch, and yeah, they like this is like that was one of the defining moves. Yeah, I they mean, already said they're preserving
1: like the car and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: and it was a big deal for NASCAR too because I mean it. I mean it brought everybody. Yeah, social media engagement was insane. Y'all yeah, watch it live? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You watched it live. Too? I didn't watch it live because I wasn't. I was driving at the time, but I like as soon as I like parked, I saw like Twitter absolutely exploding. I'm sure Liam texted me about it too or something. Yeah, and I was just like, holy crap! And yeah. I was like showing my girlfriend. I was you know no care in the world about it. Oh, Lilith. Yeah, Lilith. Yeah. I was like Lilith and I was like, Lee. I was like, do you? I was like, do you see that? Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And I was texting. I texted Brandon. I texted Liam. I texted my dad. Anybody I knew about it because it was. I mean, that was such an insane play. Yeah, like that's bigger than like any hail mary in the NFL that I've seen in my life. Wow, like that was.
2: Insane. I remember watching it. I was like, "Oh, dang, that was pretty cool." That's a a cool move. Yeah, like like, I don't know much about. It's like a spin move in football. It's like, oh, it's cool. I was like,
0: oh, that's that's dope. They must do it every every day, huh? yes I was like, hey, I think more guys should try that. And just like the, I mean, (laughs) they
2: outlawed it. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as he did it, they outlawed.
1: I don't. don't, They outlawed it like two weeks ago. uh, Yeah,
0: I mean, I I get why they outlawed. I do I do think that it comes with enough danger that there's not a point in risking it unless it's like a you know a do or die like that because I mean his car was screwed up after that and even if you hit the curve like just a little bit wrong I mean you're just you're you're driving straight into a wall at like you know 100 miles an hour like you're yeah bang
2: had anybody ever tried that before or was no. that the
0: first time first time
2: really so yeah do you think anyone ever like toyed with the idea of hey yeah. could they've, we do i mean this? there's they've, been some
0: guys to kind of ride a curve on a corner usually on like corner exit but yeah. never like the entire i mean Martinsville's really the only track you could do it on and I've there's s- never been a guy that's done like i'm yeah. just gonna gun
1: it i've seen the it, whole way around I, I say i've seen it tried at darlington not successful uh which i mean that's a much bigger track than where it was tried at but i mean apparently drivers have been trying it on the sim a little bit you know yeah. which is you know a
0: in the NASCAR A-I-C-R games, it are. kicks you off the wall if you try yeah. it. It just like shoots you off. That or
1: you stop completely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was yeah, they, that was like a one in a hundred
0: sort of thing. Kinda. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now Chris has it in perspective. It's not just like a, a crossover in basketball. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like a nice little Brax Miller spin move against yeah, Virginia no, Tech. No you know? sir. Oh. So
1: this is this is this is our version of like you know Hail Mary for Natty.
0: That's what that changing.
2: was. This is like uh, Auburn's Hail Mary against Georgia. Yeah. Kick six. Kick six. Kick six. Kind of, yeah. yeah. This is like yeah. one of those. It was like kick six to Yeah, I mean, you had that in back to back games, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean
0: I mean Chastain's Why? move he he unreal. <laughs> he passed what, like two, three cars to get into Denny Hamlet's Danny Hamlin's. So you know, he, he was bumper. Yeah, he was one point one point out of the out of the and the then Final ended
1: four. up plus two. So yeah, three cars. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes, sir. Ridiculous.
0: Well. That is going to about do it for us today. Great show, guys. We'll be back That's at right. it next oh, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thank you both for coming on. As always, a late show tonight at 8 p.m. Um, it might be a late show tomorrow, next week as well. We'll see what goes with, with my scheduling. It's February is ridiculous for college athletics. It's like there's there's like five events every single day. But Claws up, baby. We're almost done. Claws up. Go Bearcats. I'm sure, pretty sure we lost or barely lost to a uh, a really bad basketball team tonight. So prayers up. I they were up like 29-12 at one point. Last I saw we were like tied. But maybe, maybe, maybe oh. something happened. I don't know. Anyway, we'll stay close to that. Remember to follow us on Instagram at off the bench XLR to keep up with all things of the show. You can look up posts, updates, and more. From there, that is at Off the Bench XLR on Instagram. Follow us on our podcasting network. We're available Pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts, all major platforms available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen. Just look up Off the Bench and you can find all four seasons of the show there to listen to on demand whenever you want. Again, that is Off the Bench on all major platforms available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you listen. Also remember to download the XLR Lander Radio app available on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. That is XLR Lander Radio and you can use that to listen to 24 hours. Of XLR, Land University Radio, including Off the Bench here at 6 p.m. every Wednesday night. So download the app and uh, stay updated with the show. Remember to stay in the game and Off the Bench and have a good night.